0: Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. And today's episode the Resurrectionist Faction Primer Alright, here we go. Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels and a very special episode. This is the resur- <laughs> <laughs> This is the Resurrectionist Primer. Mm-hmm. I, don't know mm-hmm. if I, I don't even know if I'm going to edit that out. That's it. <laughs> on brand. We have two guests today. One of them is someone who shows up all the time. Hello, Victoria. Hi. Uh, I, she's going to be color commentating? Yes. Tating, color yeah. commentating? This is her facts, and so she's going to hang out with us and talk about how terrible Yanlo is. <laughs> <laughs> He's and, a mean boy. Mm-hmm. And next up is Joe, who's been with us a couple episode, one one episode, one. one episode,
1: one episode, but several times.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, we, we do the the Star Wars game, so I can't. I don't have a good idea of like how often we've been together for my thing.
1: That's <laughs> totally yes. fair as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you also did the the uh, Atborough. Voice. voice. you're thoroughly welcome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was great.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now I'm going to have to start using you for a lot of different things. I need a British voice. Oh, please do. uh,
1: Whenever a British voice is required, I have one of those.
0: (laughs) You do. It's really. It's. It's. I'm jealous because no one ever wants like a fat guy from Iowa voice.
1: Uh... Well, you can always do what I did and uh, steal from a mermaid. And then you have this luxurious and lovely voice uh, to be quick coded in.
2: Mm.
0: No, I think I'd rather go for like either a Samuel Jackson or Morgan Freeman <laughs> yeah. if I had yeah. if I had a choice. Although I know British is, is fairly fairly up there. I know if I could sound like an anime girl, I could probably be like a VTuber for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off track on brand. <laughs> On track, on grants.
3: Me and a son.
0: Okay, let's let's get to the. This is this is a primer. We are going to go over literally every model in the faction, plus a few hanger-ons because they're associated with masters, even though their color might be a like their card might be a different color. But we'll give you the rundown on the general fluff of them and sort of what each model does for the playstyle. These are grouped by masters, so hopefully you can take this information and. Decide whether or not you want to play resers, or you know, possibly just have a general idea of how to beat resers if you're playing against them. So, first up, a uh, general concept of the Resurrectionists. They aren't. They're one of the least organized factions yeah. in Malapha. Yeah,
3: they don't have like monthly meetings or anything.
0: Yes, it is pretty much. We are criminals that committed the same crime, So <laughs>
3: <laughs> there, there, there is the yearly Dead Man's Ball, though. So. Yes,
0: yes, which was canceled thanks to Nick, Nick, Nick Dem. but I am... Who ruins everything. <laughs> who ruins everything. Now he is a rock, so it's back on. I, sw- like, I know they tend to not like revisit events in their stories but we need another Dead Man's Ball story, yes, I think. Please. We deserve yeah. it.
3: <laughs> One that goes right.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I don't think all, any of them ever go well. I think Seamus just keeps putting them on and... <laughs> For fun. I mean, yeah. it's by... It's he needs an excuse
3: to throw a party.
1: Yeah, it's, it's by degrees. Like, as long as some murder happens and some zombies occur, then the resurrectionists say, yep, that went totally right.
3: <laughs>
0: Yay! Oh. Seems right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the term resurrectionist is actually a historical term. Victoria, why don't you fill us in on that, because you like listening to this sort of thing.
3: Oh, like, we already talked about this before in another episode, but sure, resurrectionists historically um, were people who were Paid to either find or dig up bodies for medical, I guess not experimentation, but for learning, like anatomy studies. Yes. Because uh, during the Victorian times, it was actually really hard to get your hands on a body to dissect for science reasons. <laughs> um, it was like actually considered part of a punishment for certain crimes, but like regular normal people didn't do it for religious reasons.
0: They paid you money to locate a body, and yep. they didn't ask any exactly. questions on where you got it. Exactly. So some people decide to, you know... Oh, hurt. you want to talk about the murder <laughs> one, speech, too? Speed <laughs> <and> stress. <laughs> this, this gay.
3: Where, uh, yeah, they took borders in and murdered them and got money. Good times. From, from, from like, selling the body and then also the life insurance, because life insurance was real up and up at the time. <laughs>
1: Yay, capitalism.
0: You absolutely couldn't <laughs> take a policy out on some random stranger. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, we have the rules in place today, so we, can, we can't enjoy the abuse of life and, life and, life and, life and <laughs> that, That's a good thing. It's <laughs> a good thing, thing, but also kind of... Aw, oh, man.
3: Dang it. We're <laughs> too late for insurance fraud.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, Yeah, as a general whole, these are people that would be under arrest for necromancy and thus hanged for necromancy. Necromancy is a particular brand of magic in Malifaux, almost completely associated with resurrecting the dead, although there's actually quite a few other spells that go along with it, if you're familiar with Through the Breach. Uh, It's usually just something that violates the human spirit in some way. Yep. They're like, you know forcing you come to come over
3: here because i said so. Yeah. Tell me all your secrets because i said so. Stab
0: yourself because i said so. Yeah. Poof into nothingness for a couple seconds because i said so. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So, yeah, there's not a ton of like this the group did this thing and this group did this thing. It's usually just different agents doing their own thing and sometimes crossing paths. The closest we got to I guess i an alliance of all things was was Nicodem, McMorning, and Seamus. Yes. What? Yeah, there was Back? the
1: old boys club, essentially.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 They hung around for second edition and then one of them got dead. The one no one liked. Thank goodness.
3: <laughs> the one that kept the other two kind of rained in a little bit. Yeah. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I want, to, I want to revisit this grouping in another story, but they decided to replace Nekatim with Vonstuck, the oh, most <laughs> <laughs> oh, stable.
3: <laughs> I mean, Molly and Kira are buddy buddy, mm-hmm. so there's that also. But.
0: I think because people liked the the Gray Lord story so much with them that they might actually be the most well known alliance in, yeah. in Resurrectionists. But yeah, those three, I think, showed up in at least two different yes. stories.
3: At least two, possibly three.
0: Yeah. I think um, Shameless was chilling on Nicodem's couch yes. when Justice <laughs> showed
3: up. He <laughs> just breaks into Nicodem's house sometimes.
0: It's funny. <laughs> we're, we're, we're laughing and enjoying ourselves because uh, Weird has decided to sort of take this faction and a lot of the characters make them almost comical
3: yeah kind
0: of sense. yeah and i think that, that's a good strategy on, i i i think so because that and that makes them a lot more endearing because some people might not feel very good about playing you know remorseless murderers films. but if they're they're goofy to a point where you kind of have a, a you have. know you have to go through your suspension of disbelief
1: yeah it's, it's kind of interesting how, like, in, inherently uh, necromancy provides this insanity and then seeing it over different levels of, like, we have Seamus and, like, McMorning and then, like, actually ha- telling a genuine human story with Molly.
0: It's interesting. Yes. Or a genuinely depressing story with Kira. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Weird sort of hopefulness with Riva. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I guess we can sort of go over that. Like, they're all linked to it. Not just through necromancy, but there is a sort of source of necromancy in Malifaux, and that's And that's the great spirit. And as much as we understand it to be, it is the essence of death. It doesn't necessarily like truly exist in any sort of manifested form up until Titania kind of made a deal with it. And it started like leaking out into Malifaux. And suddenly we got resurrectionists cropping up. Uh, more so with the humans around. I don't think the Neverborn were too fond of friends <laughs> or uh, necromancy. But There is one. Yeah, they have this primordial unknown spirit thing whispering to them at all times, which kind of makes them a little bit zany.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's all I can really think about that connects them. But we'll obviously get into more fluff as we go through the individual characters, because we're showing them quite a bit of love, I think. Which is good because also you know, you need villains, <laughs> and uh, some of these guys are definitely like unforgivable villain types, but they're still charming. So let's yep. go down the list I have here, starting with ooh Red Chapel, the Red Chapel keyword, run by the Red Chapel killer himself, Seamus. Seamus is probably one of those. I start these off with like one of the most iconic or the most iconic master in that faction, and I definitely think Seamus does it hmm. for the Resurrectionist, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very visually noticeable. He is a man with a very large hat. Uh, <laughs> grinning from ear to ear. He's so happy. He's very and
3: dapper. <laughs> hiding a
0: big old pistol with a knife on the end of it. Now, he's not hiding it. He's hiding it behind <laughs> his back, but you can just see it on the other side. It's uh, He's very dapper, and he is escorted by a bunch of uh, undead prostitutes. And this is a, a homage. <laughs> sort of this is Yeah. This is Malafo's version of Jack the Ripper. 100 percent. Yeah, combined a little bit with with uh, the Mad Hatter. Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Mm-hmm. Lewis, ours. Okay. So it's perfectly understand, oh, not perfectly understand what I'm trying to say here. It's a good exercise in, hey, this thing happened in history. How does it happen in Malifo? It's like, okay, we got, we got a guy, don't know who he is, going around killing prostitutes and taking their organs for some reason. Um, so we're going to slap him into Malifo and, hey, you know, he's doing it because he's creating zombies, uh, very specific zombies for his particular tastes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just getting into shenanigans with them, including coarse Lights. <laughs> 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 that
3: was the best. Of <laughs> course, line was amazing.
0: So yeah, he's he and another character are probably the wackiest. Where like he's so like selfish and hedonistic and slightly Jokerish that you kind of get this almost comic book or cartoony feel from him. So a lot of people like him because they don't really see him as a realistic character. I think. They we're getting too deep, too deep into this.
1: No, I, th- I think that is like the safest way to manage this character if you're going to do it, because a lot of the selling points of him in general from when I was starting is like, oh, look, it's zombie uh, sex workers. Isn't that a fun and neat thing? Uh, but it's it's much more interesting to have him just be a, a, a categorically insane musical theatre nerd, which is how I read <laughs> Seamus.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. We completely forgot about. Uh, we didn't address his uh, alter ego. Oh no, I lost it. Joe Help. Uh, Sebastian Baker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. he 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 daylights?
3: Really? <laughs> daylights, daylights, he daylights.
0: Daylights. He daylights. He <laughs> daylights as a, as a talent scout. Uh, you know, and the talents that get quote unquote hard to turn into his dead doxies, which is another another model of his. But thanks to Weird and us constantly talking about it, he is not above putting literally anyone he resurrects into a dress. (laughs) Thank you, Weird for that. And he's got some other non-female models in his crew now, so branching out. But yes, we don't condone what he does. We don't like him for that particular part of him. We like him because he's uh, cartoonishly entertaining. I feel like I feel like I have to like sort of dance around this because some people will say that's a problem, and it can be a problem if it's not handled correctly. But I don't think that's the issue. I don't want to be like, oh, some of the, most of Seamus's biggest fans are, are women because, well, I think they are, but that's not an excuse. <laughs> okay, it's it's quite possibly a coincidence, but a lot of women that I've talked to or, or heard from that have played Malifaux started with Seamus.
3: It's the true crime aspect,
0: yes, hmm.
3: a lot of women are into true crime, so that's that's what my hypothesis on that is
0: interesting anyways mm-hmm. um I think that's 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 kind of enough for fluff He's, he doesn't really have any like wide arching goals, he doesn't want to rule the world, he just wants to fuck around and find out um. <laughs> That's his improper use of that expression. He just does stuff for himself and doesn't really care about the consequences or who he hurts. But, um, yeah, uh, that's what Seamus does. He pops up around the place. At one point, he had a gem in his head that was the prison for a tyrant. Um, He's the reason Molly exists. So, at the very least, we can love him for that. (laughs) Because Molly is the best. Literally. He
1: He did one good thing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> one good th- okay all right let's uh any anything else about fluff victoria anything you want to mention
3: no not really i think you guys covered it pretty well
0: okay joe tell us about how he plays on the board
1: yeah so Seamus is interesting that he has sort of two modes that he can play in he is a uh he's a model remover piece like kind of first and foremost but he has a couple different ways of doing that. He can either pop around uh, using back passage
0: and shooting things with a ridiculous fucking gun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how ridiculous is it? Might as well, we don't have to get into numbers and everything, but I feel like it's worth mentioning that.
1: Yes, yeah, so the gun's pretty impressive. It is. <laughs> it has a 4.6H damage track. Um, good cold read of that. Uh, it, can also, uh, it can only be shot once per turn, though. There are ways of getting around that with his bonus action, which is essentially just he has four, a- four AP.
0: Um, yeah, and the bonus action requires a corpse marker like off your opponent's side of the board, but I think the name of it is better, and it's worth mentioning. <laughs> a cause
1: for celebration.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you remove the corpse marker on
1: uh, an opponent's half, you ignore italics. But the bonus action just lets you take a fourth action, because
0: oh, cool. why not? No, 4-IP is, uh, is is pretty useful. Let's see how the yeah. corpse, like, exploding into confetti. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Just gleefully <laughs> applauding. This terrible Irish man. <laughs> I always got, them, always got them confused. I knew Seamus and, and McMorning were Scottish and Irish, but I didn't know which one was which.
1: <laughs> i don't even specifically know if that's like canon or just i guess breach like broadcast
0: makes it canon but yeah. Yeah. i don't know what the initial intention was i mean you have the l- f- surnames of mick morning and O'Day. Yeah. B- you know back during the open beta he was O'Day, i think
3: yes yes he was because hmm. we talked about um
0: we talked about the, models the that corpse di- that yeah yeah, yeah talked about models that didn't need full names and sheamus was one of them
3: <laughs> and then they listened
0: to us it's so weird that they listened to us okay um uh, so what was his other kind of playstyle besides the fuck off yeah. gun uh his other playstyle is kind of sitting in amongst
1: his crew which has a lot of options for pushing and moving models out of activation giving him uh free attacks with his why hello love Uh, ability Uh, and his bag of tools which gives out injured and has a pretty decent damage track Uh, and it also has execute uh, just for the two ways you want to do that it it really like Seamus's entire crew feels to me like Seamus wrote this crew to make himself the star because everyone else (laughs) is like messing with your opponent and making him more effective and it really really plays like that
0: (laughs) I never thought about it that way but it makes a lot of sense (laughs) no you don't get to kill anything you get to make me look better (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's very shameless although he can sort of toss things to the wolves because the the other the the part the rest of the crew generally has stuff that help that benefits them if things move next to them out of their activation if I recall correctly yeah
1: yeah, like, um, there's, there's a lot of uh, pounce, which is basically getting getting stuff fast if something moves towards you out of their activation.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Um, if there's nothing else you want to mention about Seamus' playstyle, we'll move on to his totem, the copycat killer. This is a dwarf wearing multiple hats, uh, wielding some lovely shears and a gun that's only slightly smaller than Seamus's gun. <laughs> uh copycat killer we haven't seen him in the fluff i don't think
3: mm, which is i don't believe so no
0: sad i think yeah but uh, if you don't know what a copycat killer is that is a person that kills people and in either in homage or attempts to make it look like someone else more famous than them has done the killing yes so the this this gentleman is shooting people with a large ish gun and um, stabbing them a bunch. Seamus likes to stab things. We know he likes mm-hmm. to stab things. I'm ass- I'm assuming one of those tools in his bag. O tools is a knife, a, a knife of some kind. <laughs>
3: some kind of
0: but yeah, he's, I guess his special thing is he does a little bit of damage, but one, when he kills something, um, he can declare that Seamus is the one that killed it or gets the credit for it. Sort of like how a copycat killer would actually work. So that's, that's a cool little bit of, you know, the name sort of detailing how he works. And the other thing is that he can just switch spots with Seamus on his activation. So if Seamus is in some hot water, you can just throw the copycat killer at your opponent and uh, Seamus just gets out scot-free. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: it's a very true, you thought you were fighting Seamus, but it was I, a copycat killer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. I just thought about maybe where's the stack of hats to be as tall as Seamus.
3: That seems that that makes sense. Seems right.
0: That's, that's a good enough explanation for me. That's canon now. Thank you.
3: Uh, It's called (laughs) fashion sweaty. Look it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, He's bringing along one henchman, correct? Yes. Only the one. Yes. And that is Madam Sybil.
1: Uh, who is, is kind of in the fluff, was the first cat house that Seamus went around and did a murdering, and she's been with him this entire time. Very little is known about her, only that she wears dominatrix gear, and she was apparently strict but successful in life. But game-wise, she she essentially is a terrifying, like, min-3-beater that's pretty resilient uh she has a few like interesting like niche things like she can put out an aura that minuses one from duels and uh her particular law isn't a push it's a move which can get around a few things that pushes can't aside from that she certainly exists <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right fair as <laughs> next up the only other named character in his crew is bet noir bet noir is uh, an expression i guess that i never heard of until this game so cool it just translates to black beast i think in french yes yeah and it's just uh uh, let's see dictionary a person or thing that one particularly dislikes well if she's stabbing you you probably don't like her (laughs) very much her kind of thing is she she's hits relatively hard. I think it's six, stat six on positives. And she can bury on a trigger and then pop up anywhere on the board next to a corpse marker. So as long as corpses are dropping, she's going to be relatively difficult to take down. Relatively icon- iconic model. She was not hanging out with Seamus until the switch to the third edition. So yeah. I'm sure she's absolutely tickled pink to be dealing with this man. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, like the whole popping up uh, around the board is a very Seamus sort of thing. I guess we didn't specify that, that he can practically teleport wherever he wants to go around the board. Yeah.
1: Anywhere with blocking terrain, so usually buildings, but there's some weird cases with, like, strategy markers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but most, like, most boards should have a decent amount of blocking where he can more or less get there. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe because they just share similar transportation methods (laughs) of more or less teleporting. (laughs) They like each other. Anything else interesting about Bet's card?
1: She she has some interesting stuff of just like being very dynamic, like with the with the uh, teleporting. She has a little bit of an anti schema uh, and can get uh, walks off of that Um, aside from that, like her her main stick is like uh, her defense trigger to prevent uh, some damage and then pop up
0: later in the turn. Oh, I didn't see the The poison fate is something I'm not sure I've seen on another (laughs) card. Yeah, I f- like that, that feels very Zaridery. Yeah. Pretty much what she does, if she hits you with this, if you cheat a card, you take two damage till the end of the turn. So even when, you know, your turn is done, you could still be cheating and taking damage, which sucks. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> bet. Let's get into the minions his bread and butter as a resurrectionist. <laughs> Classic Rotten Bell Joe. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, vintage vintage rotten bells. Um so these are the eponymous <laughs> Dress wielding zombies.
0: Um, they're wielding other things like umbrellas and yeah, um, umbrellas, umbrellas
3: and, and umbrellas. umbrellas. Cleavage, <laughs> fingernails, teeth,
0: <laughs> legs. <laughs> I painted enough bell legs. I know they got legs. Okay, <laughs> usually two. <laughs> Not always a requirement, though. Did <laughs> you get that? Put it down. <laughs> sorry go ahead go ahead
1: yeah so rotten bells kind of work as they are big pools of wounds uh, that have hard to wound and disguised so they're going to stand around places for a pretty long time they take a lot more work to deal with than something else of their cost and their other kind of like hallmark ability is the law which we mentioned about like Seamus uh, needing laws to really cheese out some attacks Uh, Yeah, this is this is where they have it, and it's not quite as bonkers as it has been in previous editions, and I feel like there is this general vibe that I I get from existing on a weird place, which is not a great place to uh, (laughs) if if you're trying to avoid like a bunch of people complaining about things not being as good as they were, Um, but laws are like very useful in more (laughs) circumstances than people would assume.
0: Back in my day. <laughs> That's two years ago.
1: <laughs> Back in my day when lures were 18 inch range and stat eight on bells. Why?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the classic, classic bell. Okay, so uh, for one soul stone more, you can bring a dead doxy, which is the aforementioned uh, showgirls that Seamus has hired, quote unquote. Hired. Hired. <laughs> Um, they bring a little bit more hitting power than the bell does, as well as I think the bonus action is probably the most useful thing about them that lets them move a model three inches and themselves three inches, mm-hmm. which makes them a lot more mobile than you would expect, but also getting out uh, the stuff for like pounce and, and whatnot. The only other thing I guess in interest of the seduction Attack, which removes focus and gives out distracted. Seamus more or less has a, a a theme with distracted. I think, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, sub theme that is minions deal more with and um, like grouping bells up uh, makes a lot of those more effective because of Scarlet Temptation, which mm-hmm. uh, is on a few of the models, but it, it works in like concentrated clumps. Like a model can't benefit from its own Scarlet Temptation; it has to use teamwork, almost, almost <laughs> like a. Musical performance.
0: <laughs> uh, Seamus, bringing people together. I <laughs> guess we didn't say that the the, um, the keyword Red Chapel is specifically for a district in Malifaux City called Red Chapel, which has absolutely nothing to do with Whitechapel Chapel or uh, Jack the Ripper whatsoever. Yeah, legally distinct from. Legally distinct. <laughs> okay, that's Doxy mourners, which are un un unbell-like, I guess yes. I'd call them. Yeah, they really
1: bring the mood of everything down, what with them grieving over <laughs> lovers and then they themselves got murdered. <laughs> it makes sense why they're in the keyword, uh for like what Seamus's proclivities are. Uh less for the whole aesthetic, which I'm sure uh Seamus, which delights me greatly. Um <laughs> A lot of a lot of their stuff is kind of playing off of the distracted uh, for really hiking up their like effective damage. Uh, They also have a really neat thing, which is great for keeping Seamus alive, that they can just turn Ruthless off in an aura. Other than that, they're also disguised hard to wound. They've got more uh, more wounds than their cost, which is kind of a hallmark of resurrectionist stuff. Uh, We'll mention it a few times. Uh, yeah, they, they do have some, some interesting things like dealing with ski markers and corpus markers. Yeah. They're fun. They'll, they'll show up again later (laughs) for completely different reasons.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, last but not least the dead dandies, the gentleman that, uh, Seamus is bringing along, you know, equal opportunity slayer and all that. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty
3: sure he just. Did it to spite the Midnight Stalker? Yeah, that,
0: that is the actual <laughs> stuff behind this. It doesn't really talk yeah. about the d- dandies at all. He just, Midnight Stalker was getting a bit too much attention, so he just dropped in on, like, a, a higher-up a, a party for the wealthy and just, you know, does what Seamus does. And uh, now he's got some undead dudes to uh, to throw about the board. Um, so, obviously, since he has no idea what to do with them, they are cost-poor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're also not disguised because Seamus's specialties no, is in disguising
0: women. They are disguised. That's... What's the other one they don't have? Uh Scarlet Temptation. Yeah. That's the one. Sorry. Yes. Oh no, this guy's pretty tempting. <laughs> I mean that mustache. That, that mustache.
3: I'm pretty sure the uh artwork for the second one, pretty sure that man is gay.
0: <laughs> I how okay. I'm not gonna ask how you know this. It's
3: I mean look at it. it is.
0: There's a look and a cast to some people. Is it the hair?
3: It's, it's the posture. Yeah.
0: I just want to have a butt chin. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, as for stone models, they don't do a whole ton, but they have a little bit of shenanigans with turning course markers and the ski markers. <laughs> uh, can distracted like everyone else, and just slightly hardier than normal for a model that costs four or five wounds and hard to wound. The usual (laughs) manipulative and disguised. Also keeping them alive. I like, I think a lot of Seamus's defenses are just frustrating. Yeah. Or (laughs) mm -hmm. inefficient. It makes you inefficient because you have to wait for it to activate and you can't get your uh, attack off of, from charges and all this other stuff. So uh, that that's the red Chapel keyword. Yeah. 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 Moving on to another, totally mentally stable gentleman <laughs> uh, by not the name everyone of on this
3: keyword is mentally stable
0: douglas mcmorning or McElMorning morning to his friends you <laughs> <laughs> know he does he does rapping as a day job what um <laughs> Uh, this is the experimental keyword. Uh, Dougie here is pretty much uh, just about as overtly an homage to Dr. Frankenstein as Seamus is to Jack the Ripper. He likes taking bodies and then making stuff out of them. <laughs> He's like, oh, does he make other bodies w- out of them? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes he makes like a coffee table with human legs. Is <laughs> a... You know, whatever pops into his head, he's going to go ahead and make it. And, uh, you know, laws be damned. Mm -hmm. He's uh, obviously eccentric, just like Seamus is. Not as overt of a murderer, but, you know, if you have something he wants, he's probably just going to kill you for it. That's what happens. He was sane enough to work for the... (laughs) I was going to say he was sane enough to work for the guild. I don't think that's a prerequisite but yes if you've met the guild and sanity has nothing to do with whether or not you can work for them, it's just <laughs> if you're good at your job and you don't, you know, care about innocent lives. So weirdly fitting for a resurrectionist. Uh, he was <laughs> the guild, um, not corner, corner, corner. Yeah. Yeah. Corner for all of first and second edition. Um, then he got caught out after uh, messing with uh, managing to completely ruin a ceremony that was going to like turn off the grave spirit and basically nullify all resurrectionists and Malifo. So, uh, thanks to him, we have the resurrectionist faction still. Goodness, but uh, obviously showing his hand there, he had to run away and hide, and Lady Jess is still hunting after him. Mm-hmm. He's slightly forgetful. <laughs> slightly, slightly forgetful. Just, I don't know, like leaving heads inside of refrigerators for people to find, or just, uh, you know, blaming blaming his his henchmen for just about everything. But any other like particular bits of fluff you'd like to mention about Dougie McMorning? Yeah, he's actually one of the very few people that have seen Lucius's face. Uh, oh yeah. yeah.
3: That was close.
0: (laughs) Something fell over over here on our side. (laughs) The bottle of soda was so shocked. Yeah, what what came of that? Or is he just shrug it off because he's
3: already crazy?
0: Yeah. He's seen enough faces in his lifetime.
3: (laughs) He got the glue sewing it back together. One more isn't a big deal.
1: There's there's already a lot of weird stuff about McMorning that is about plastic surgery in the early
0: 1900s. Oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that one level from Bioshock is pretty much all McMorning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, why, why don't we get into his gameplay here, Joe? So, poison
1: abounds. Uh, poison for your own crew, poison for your enemies. Poison, poison to everyone. Everyone gets poison. You get a poison. You get poison.
3: That's, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that's his main... <laughs> that's his main like go-to for for dealing with any problem it seems uh but he he also he himself has a few uh interesting avenues in dealing with a bunch of stuff like armor like hard to kill shielded he just says no i'm going to stab you so hard with this surgical saw Uh, th- there's also like a surprising amount of like pushes and like really quick stuff that makes other stuff very quick, um, just to move a bunch of stuff around the board. And there is also, of course, cause he's resurrectionist. there is also like a lot of injured being spread around. And I suppose one of his, his key features is if the surgical saw wasn't enough, if you have, if you dare to have too much poison on you, he can just pump spike damage into you. And that's dotted around the crew. Uh, in a few different areas. And if that wasn't enough, he can also just summon flesh constructs because.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Flesh constructs. Good voice. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much Dougie's D- entire crew is poison, 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 poison. His, hench- his henchman, his totem is the zombie Chihuahua, and it is probably as annoying as a Chihuahua, but it's also a zombie. <laughs> Not a lot to him. He can obviously pump out more poison and an aura when he activates. And he's got the lovely, annoying tactical action. Hey, look there. <laughs> Which uh, is just going to be really frustrating for your opponent when they attempt to do anything around him. So uh, your opponent's probably going to need to kill him just to shut all that crap off. But yeah, he has that blood poisoning ability too. Hooray. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, if I'm McMorning's gonna... not doing the spike damage, the dog can. Joy. <laughs> Okay, henchman, henchman, henchman. Sebastian, the henchman
1: <laughs> he's, He poor does Sebastian. Poor Sebastian indeed. <laughs> he gets blamed
0: for everything
3: <laughs> I feel so bad for him.
0: Um, give mm-hmm. this, give this lad a raise
3: <laughs> <laughs> Give this lad some appreciation, holy shit
1: for <laughs> the amount of stuff he's had to deal with right. What a poor boy. God. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to play with his many
0: undead puppies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) Oh uh, yeah, right, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll talk about it later. Tell, tell me, tell me how Sebastian plays, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So Sebastian uh, is
1: is another model who kind of shifts gears. Like early, he's going to be throwing flasks of formaldehyde at your own models, uh, just to bring that poison up. Uh, poison in general for this crew essentially just means you heal. It's it's sort of like regen. Um, when they would take the damage from poison, they end up healing it. Uh, so that's what he's kind of doing early game. And then later game, he is uh, going to town with a stat seven buzzsaw and just wrecking chop.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: he also has access to blood poisoning. And as we gleefully mentioned, he can summon poppers. Specifically
0: canine remains. Yes, there was only one zombie chihuahua. <laughs> But no, that, that, that sort of aha moment I had is like the one story. the story we got the zombie Chihuahua on it involved just Sebastian, not, nothing to do mm-hmm. with the doc, Sebastian getting into shenanigans and managing to escape, getting caught. <laughs> so I think they ran with that and like, okay, uh, he learned to love the doggos from the zombie Chihuahua. So now since we're in M3E, he's learned to make his own doggos. Doggos. Mm-hmm. They're not. He, uh, first off, he's a henchman, so henchman summoning is limited compared to master summoning. And also, the doggos aren't terribly great. They can do scheme running and be annoying, just like the Chihuahua. And that's that's about it, unless you get them in large groups. But that's, yeah,
1: they they do have an interesting ability to move some corpse markers around.
0: Oh yeah, move the move, probably move corpse markers to Dougie so Dougie can make a flesh construct. Yeah. That's that's them. Yep. And uh, I w- well, we'll still have to cover them later on because <laughs> we're talking about Sebastian. But, uh, all right, who do I have? Oh, I've got Rafkin. Rafkin is a enforcer. He is tall and thin, whereas Sebastian is short and wide. And he is almost always just going to be throwing formaldehyde around. <laughs> just constantly throwing formaldehyde, which is, like, it's a high-movement duel, so... Gets around a lot of things, and most things aren't going to spend a bunch of cards to dodge it. And he has that one trigger that lets him like take it again. So four flasks of Hide <laughs> isn't that hard of a, a thing to do with Rafkin. Um, I mean, he has a decent attack if, if you get him into melee, but I, yeah, I'm pretty much. I think people just use him to yeet poison, <laughs> <laughs> just just everywhere. Oh, I guess he can also do damage on that if, on a different trigger yes yeah if you're not going to do it four times you can do a bit of extra damage yeah. and he can, he can transfer poison around town a little bit from his models onto enemy models or enemy models onto his models all that fun stuff mm-hmm. oh and two different ways of giving out poison in, in pulses great yeah. great <laughs> oh goodness yeah so <laughs> that probably explains why he's not that hard to kill mm-hmm okay all right, and he's wearing his mask like a dumbass. Oh, is it close? <laughs> close? <It's> <laughs> <It's blows. laughs> God, so, Rafkin. Yeah, I never would have noticed that until after this pandemic. <laughs> okay. If I okay. didn't know
1: for certain, his name was Thomas Fucking
0: Karen Rafkin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Thomas Karen Rafkin. Who's, who's our who's, <laughs> who's our other um, enforcer here, Joe? The other Enforcer is God's Mistake. <laughs> or,
1: or McMorning didn't ponder the question of, should he do something instead of just, he should do this thing. Uh, it's essentially a bunch of beast parts glued together that shambles around and vaguely
0: works. It's the rogue necromancy.
3: It's a group of good boys. Is it's, what it is. it's the
0: rogue necromancy. It's a kitty. It's a burdo, It's a goat. It's... Other parts of Roberto. Some somehow he managed to get his hands on a giant scorpion. <laughs> like it's it's animal parts, but they're also like appropriately sized for this model, which is a, which is a size three. So,
1: <laughs> I assume the entire creation of the rogue necromancer was just to say "fuck you, Marcus."
3: <laughs> I mean, canonically they are fighting. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's beef there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How, do, how does it play? Let's 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 get into the actual beef, the meat, the meat. Yeah, speak, speaking you. of beef, it's a big, terrifying,
1: <laughs> hard to wound, hard to kill, and it heals off poison. It's a big, tanky boy that can do a <laughs> lot of damage, and also spreads out poison because that's what what a concept. Does uh, it also just It's all
3: over things, or it
0: projects nope. vomits all over awesome.
3: things. Very good, I approve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah yeah, goodness! <laughs> it' a chunky boy. Yeah, <laughs> it hits like a truck. It vomits like a truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, <laughs> we're going with that.
3: <laughs> don't ask me what, about what kind of trucks I've seen.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah so that's that's the di- rogue necromancy <laughs> not a lot to, to it. just hitting things hard <laughs> hitting <laughs> things real hard and mur- mur- murder hard party harder <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh let's get on to the minions. Hey, the doggos, the canine remains they're their're dogs. We pretty much already went over exactly what they did. they run yeah. they run around with a move six. they te- they're they're significant so they can scheme. Uh, pac mentality means if for some reason you have three of them, uh, they are <laughs> hitting on us six, which is bad, but uh, no, they're, they're, they're going to die pretty quick. So I would assume they're mostly just incidental summons from Sebastian most of the time. But if you want to have a lot of fun, bring three of them should be great.
1: Yeah, if you want to do, like, the absolute minion swarm, this is a keyword that I think can actually manage it, which is is kind of fun to think about. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just a table full of dogs. Yeah.
0: yeah. We got Dogmaster Sebastian behind them. The second one dies, he just brings it back. <laughs> <laughs> all dogs, all the time. <laughs> and this is this is the beauty of weird writing here. Their bonus action that lets them move a corpse marker around is called carrying Away. Mhm. <laughs> I appreciate <Ew>. you win. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh oh, our, our other like tiny small adorable <laughs> amazing. Uh, minion. Shush. No. <laughs> you heard a little, shush. You've, heard, you've heard a little Justin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meet meet Justin's namesake. Uh <laughs> He's full of hot air. It works on ah. levels.
3: <laughs> so Is yeah, anybody the, the, actually going to say the name?
1: I'm waiting for Joe. Oh, okay. The, the little gases they are uh, gremlin zombies. Uh, apparently, gremlins, if left in the wild to their own devices when they die, decompose really rapidly and create all sorts of gasses and such. So McMorning decided, I'm just going to stitch those holes up and plug it. Now it flies. It's a balloon. <laughs>
3: I'm just going to make a fart monster. It's fun. (laughs) The only good thing that came from little gassers is poot and toot.
0: (laughs) Yep. I hear gremlins when they die basically turn into fart balloons and McMorning's like, I'll take your entire stock. (laughs) Uh, This boy can fit so many
1: death toots.
0: (laughs) How do they play?
1: Uh, they play in, in similar style to some of, like, the more annoying little minions where, like, their main goal is you throw them at your opponent's crew and allow them to deal with it. All the while, <laughs> they just spew poison everywhere. They have a uh, horrific odor, which just pulls out poison. They have uh, bloated stench that gives you poison if you punch them. And they have pull my finger, which they just activate
0: and you throw out poison.
1: poison.
2: <laughs> Four <Yeah>. out five,
0: <laughs> give poison. That's exactly how a fart balloon should play. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Eat them and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on to, I guess, a, a serious minion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Guild autopsies. These are guild guardsmen. McMorning has resurrected to be zombie guild guardsmen. That's it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they're actually. Sorry, I got them confused with someone else. They got looped their corpses, which is a fun little thing that they're bringing over from Dashel. That's mm-hmm. giving your crew some extra soul stones, hooray! And nice. um, an actual gun, which doesn't happen all that often in Resurrectionists. And really, it's not mm-hmm. a very good gun, but but it's a gun for those of you. And I, I got to bring this up because in Second Edition they actually were a better shot than actual guild guardsmen. <laughs> and I'm kind of sad that that's no longer the case. Mm.
3: That's lame. <laughs> so get,
0: once they die, they can actually shoot their gun. <laughs> One of them's holding it upside down. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. That, that is guild ops. Uh, see, the the five soul stone minion can hit, can shoot, can get themselves some, some, Sweet, sweet loot. Some sweet, sweet loot. And oh, creep along. So a decent amount of movement, actually, for them. Hooray. Yay. Okay. Good, good job, buddies. Yeah. Okay.
1: Next. Next up, we have nurses who are. <laughs> sexy <laughs> nurses. They're sexy nurses who were granted eternal beauty by McMorning, but at the cost of sanity, which. <laughs> Sure.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's not uh, even Eternal Beauty. He just replaces their faces for him. every once in a while.
1: Like, like getting a tire changed.
3: <laughs> it's getting worn out. <laughs>
0: right, there you go. I need a rotation. My mouth is on my forehead. <laughs> Un- undoes the chewing gum he used to stick that thing <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah, that—that that is their fluff. They—they're so so stuck on their concept of beauty that they'll do anything to remain beautiful. And, and McMorning's like, sure, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Now throw pills at <laughs> these <laughs> dogs, please. But Use yes, this
3: giant syringe and just yeet. this
1: comically oversized <laughs>
3: syringe. You well, like a
0: javel. <laughs> honestly, I like to think that they aren't, you know, certified nurses in any regard. They're just a- they're, they're just <laughs> anime cosplayers. <laughs> 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 but on they, the table, they actually do stuff. <laughs> they're 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 f- for anyone that's like really questioning how they kind of stick out like a sore thumb, they're from an earlier version of Malifaux's aesthetic that weird has pretty much moved away from.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's why. I mean, they're cute. So yeah. Well like Ronan, Ronan have gotten upgraded. Nurses yes. haven't yet. Okay, sorry. They they are wearing masks correctly though.
3: Oh, are, yes, it's up over their noses. Rafkin, <laughs>
0: not that hard.
3: <laughs> I mean, did you see Rafkin's nose? It's pretty huge. <laughs> He can't afford you just a match
0: that actually goes over <worse>. no. his <laughs> Stop. Sorry. We keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> nurses, <laughs> how do they play a joke? Please keep going. These are,
1: these are your like support models, and they are very good at what they do. Uh, they've got tools of the job, so you can pull out very interesting cards, depending on activation orders, like cheating for initiative with a high card and then pulling it back with a with nurse to do some stuff all interesting stuff. They've got some uh, condition removal. They can give you conditions that you actually want, and they have a lot of healing. They also have a lot of of on-the-front-of-card abilities that, like, really sell into that. So you've got stuff like bedside mana to place against injured things. Uh, You've got quick cure, so you can use the assist action. You get a fast. And then they have a weird, like, they have seduction, and then they have a weird, almost, like, pseudo obey on it if you have enough poison on you, which... Is is interesting. I don't know if I've ever used it though. Huh. Right.
3: Okay. Hey, yeah, you're drugged out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> do this thing I want you to do.
0: Oh, okay. Cover <laughs> hand. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next up, the flesh constructs, which have really let themselves go since. <laughs> 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 As we had mentioned before, the M2E flesh construct look like Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show. These ones um, actually look like what you might picture when you hear the words flesh construct. (laughs) It is bodies, at least three bodies, (laughs) slapped together very quickly by the morning. He works fast. And um, they are, you know, decent beaters for the crew. Uh, they hit relatively well. They have the same vomit attack as the uh, oh rogue necromancy does, but they're actually, like, vomiting, or at least one of them is. God, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess the other thing i mode note is that they, they they got reckless and a whole mm-hmm. pool of wounds to uh, actually make use of that reckless as much as possible. So uh, they're, they're, like, scooting across the board 15 inches. The zombies are slow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh decent headers and um obviously more poison shenanigans all right <laughs> also ruthless because you know
3: when you look like that and it ain't nothing scary
0: <laughs> no mid-morning forgot to install a fear part of the brain <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: fear e- fear exe not working Warf. oh god. Okay. <laughs>
1: That does also mean they can't appreciate cute things because it's also, I uh, guess, manipulative.
3: No emotion. Only vomit and hit.
0: <laughs> it slaps. All right. <laughs> you okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Let's move on to something, well, also kind of gross, but also really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um yeah,
1: please blast me for when I pronounce this wrong. Um but these are the cantoroi, which is another beautiful expression of McMorning saying, Fuck it. I'm gonna put a man I'm gonna make a fucking centaur. Let's do this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sidebar <laughs> sidebar, I'm very upset there's not unicycles in this game. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that, oh man, who did that fan? Th- that was that was someone's remember, like it was great fan theory and the thing is you you the you take the parts left over from the Cantorai, which is the horse head and the human from the waist down, and you slap them together. Um, they're not very useful, but if you like attach like a knife to their head, then <laughs> they can just run into the enemy. Thus, the unicycle oh, it's a unicorn. It's a unicycle. I love it. <laughs> Okay. So, uh,
3: Canterroy. Sorry. Yeah,
1: so these are very fast boys. Um, they have a Fringe Charge and Stampede, so it's, it kind of works like almost very dynamic in how like they're, they're moving about, almost pinging about and doing damage to a bunch of things. Uh, they have a pretty solid stat 6 attack that shockingly gives out poison and is better when they charge. Hey, it's almost <laughs> like that's the thing that they want to do. Uh, they also have Ride With Me, which has so so many uses, whether it be like unpacking early or like weird extra movement that I guess they just get to have. <laughs> Damn.
0: Uh zombies are slow, folks. <laughs> so slow.
3: These are these are the twenty-eight days later zombies, the running ones. Yeah.
0: yeah, but they've got horse parts. So even they faster. run extra fast. <laughs> run extra fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of like moon warning saying, okay, you know, we're just going to install the part of the brain that says go. And we're not going to install the part of the brain that says stop. <laughs> we'll just keep them in a box until we're ready to let them loose.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, so like a,
0: it's just like a video game where you're running into the wall and your character's just full force <laughs> sprinting without moving. Uh,
3: Seems right. I just uh,
1: imagine that Mamoni has very specialized horse tranquilizers, <laughs> just in case they get loose.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a syringe with a horse tranquilizer and a syringe with a human tranquilizer and they're taped <laughs> together. <laughs> in case of emergency.
3: It's the emergency break. <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
0: Okay, 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 okay. That's that's experimental. Uh, enough having fun, us. Uh, oh no, we're getting into more fun.
2: Yay! So much
0: fun. The resurrectionists are just are just fun. They're fun. They're fun. With you know slightly less zany than they're just slightly less zany than by uh, you. Slightly. Slightly. Mm-hmm. Only slightly. Okay. <laughs> Uh forgotten keyword. This is Molly Squid, objectively
3: Squidge. the best girl.
0: Molly Squid Pitch. ten out of ten best girl. Objectively the best girl in this faction. In the um,
3: game. What are you talking about?
0: Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a single better girl. Uh, I am going to fly out to <laughs> British speaking land and find <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, mostly to say some hi to some friends out there, but also to fight you, of course. <laughs> okay, okay. Molly Pidge is a puppy, and she needs protecting. And don't anyone ever hate on her, or we'll kill you. <laughs> uh, okay, fluff, fluff. Molly was a reporter, and now is a reporter. Um,
3: <laughs> she was a reporter. She took a break for a while. She's a reporter
0: again now. Yeah. Then she got died by Seamus, and then she got resurrected. By Seamus. By Seamus. <laughs> Using the magical green tyrant stone that definitely is a good thing for Seamus to have. <laughs> and because of this, uh, she got, like, all of her faculties back. Yes. E- like, eventually. She was eventually. A, bit, a bit kind of uh, for a bit. But eventually became just, just her normal self that just happened to be undead and was able to, like, catch magic and, and, and stuff. stuff. And eventually, uh, she got... She realized that she was way too good for Seamus, and so she <laughs> bided out of there. Nope, nope, out noped. of there. Yeah, she yeah. noped out of there, and is kind of doing her own thing. And the forgotten keyword is pretty much she's collecting all of the zombies that are sort of abandoned by their resurrection as masters or killed either uh, killed their resurrectionist masters or forgotten by the resurrectionist <laughs> master in McMorning's case. He does forget. He has things. Yes, he does a mm-hmm. lot frequently, but yeah. So kind of a, almost like a zombie union. So like, um, almost as cool as iron.
3: zombie misfits.
0: Yes. <laughs> Island of misfit zombies. <laughs> but now for, you know, for her fun, uh, she's back to reporting for the tattler and, Because Nellie's an idiot. She hasn't made the connection.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even like...
0: It's not not even a good pseudonym. (laughs) Okay. But um, yeah, the infamous Grey Lord story, Molly and Kirai knock over a really, really awful brothel for the rich elite and kill everyone inside. Hooray. But how does she play...
1: Yeah. So Molly SquidgeFidge, best girl, is essentially a a control master. She is probably I've never played against her and I've never got this feeling, but she's probably slightly frustrating to play against slightly because (laughs) she she ends up like throwing out a bunch of slow. She ends up giving um, she ends up making all of your actions inefficient if you take them multiple times. Like she really discourages you from doing the same thing again but also has the ability to reactivate uh, her own models, which I guess double standards and all that. Of course. Her her core mechanic is the fading ability, which is getting profit out of discarding cards. All of the models have ways of uh, discarding cards innately and getting cool benefits from that and to even that out she does have a bunch of card draw she draws up to full at the start of her activation she can also eat markers to draw two cards and i guess i guess the last thing is she has a pretty cool yeah she can just do irreducible damage because why not
3: nice molly's
1: the coolest she deserves it why not
3: exactly (laughs) (laughs) even weird knows she's best girl (laughs)
0: Uh, Irreducible damage equal to the difference in the number of cards in its control hand and maximum hand size. Yes. Dang. To a maximum of three. Yeah, to a maximum of three. So you have... uh, (laughs) Oh, thank God. Because I have Markness, so Mm -hmm. therefore we always have hands of seven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, suffering seven irreducible damage would be slightly tilting. Slightly? Slightly. Slightly. Slightly.
3: That wouldn't just, like call up the salt mine and salt mine at all <laughs>
0: I mean it's molly so I can't be too mad
3: true what if it was molly against ironsides
0: I would have to be mad then yes <laughs> I feel like they would never fight
3: molly and iron I just can't see that yeah, fight I just happening see that fight happening
0: it would just be you know respect for each of the hustle each one was anyways we're uh, both the coolest
1: people in our faction we all know it so <laughs> be chill
0: Okay, uh, so yeah, you hinted at the uh, the, the sort of overarching playstyle style: Forgotten. Discarding cards for cool stuff, mm-hmm. pretty much. Molly does the controlling, and everyone else does the stabbing, biting, vomiting. Flawing. Scheming and punching. Yes. Yes. And brain freeze. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to her henchman, the Necrotic Machine. Who is named Ponto? Ponto. I really wish they just wouldn't have named it Ponto.
3: Just call it Ponto.
0: Just call it Ponto. Her name is Ponto.
3: Her name is Ponto.
0: She
1: has a little bow now. It's yes. It's adorable. And a family of birds on her back.
3: Yes. <laughs> Ponto's pets. Leave her alone.
0: <laughs> I kind of. Yeah, we should probably get that box. We should. Although you did sculpt a bow onto yours from yeah. your second edition.
3: Yeah, but... Three, okay. 3-E Molly looks
1: cute, so, I mean. She actually looks like she's having fun, which yeah. is not usually a track record for Molly.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Necrotic Machine does stuff. And I think the most interesting thing is the neurotoxins that say, if a model has poison within three inches of it, they can't use soul stones or declare triggers, which is nice, brutal. <laughs> Friggin' brutal. And oh, hey, look, it hands up poison and it's a melee attack. Perfect. <laughs> Weird. Amazing. Um, it does have like a, a decent amount of like emergency movement with the the strange behavior thing. It scuttles um, away, which is a bit of a yeah. It's a bit of a gamble because your opponent's getting a card regardless, but if it's moderate or severe, you know, pop off three inches and then take an action can attack or lay down a scheme marker. Yeah, I think it's a decent schemer with just with that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Ponto. That is sweet baby Ponto. Sweet baby Ponto. Let's get into the henchmen! Yeah, Woo-hoo. it's Philip et al. Yay! <laughs> so
1: so Philip Toon was, was once a poor, simple Lovecraft protagonist who saw a thing <laughs> and went mad and died. And then Seamus was like, "Now nah, you don't get off that easily. So now he's just a head... His hobbies include rambling and being used as a canvas for Molly's knitting enthusiasm.
3: <laughs> and being pushed around in a pram. don't forget that. I don't yes. think he have
0: a choice on that matter. <laughs> I guess it's he better than the bag.
3: Likes it. It's definitely <laughs> better than the purse.
0: <laughs> before before we had the nanny, Molly carried to Philip around in a in a bag in a purse.
1: Or if you have the uh, first edition model just hugging it, which is quite adorable. Oh, yeah. Aww.
3: I'm sure Mac I'm I'm sure Molly still hugs Philip every <laughs> once in a while.
0: Against his will.
3: Against his will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like well, Philip likes it, but he won't admit it.
3: Of course. Yes. Yeah.
0: Philip is sundere. <laughs> we all know this to be true.
3: <laughs> He's starved for human touch, but. Don...
0: Ah <laughs> <sighs> oh, man, he needs that floppy hat. I'm so mad. Like that is the one thing that is unforgivable about Kirai is that she didn't get him the hat. She abandoned the hat <laughs> that was supposed to be Phillip's. Okay. Aww. Yeah.
3: Dang it Kirai.
0: How does how does Philip Tumors
1: play? Yes, yeah, so if if Philip Tumors hasn't activated, he has manipulative and can kind of skate by on m- being in places and using chatty. He does lose a bit of his defensive ability when he does activate, but he gets to throw out so many interesting things. I just I just love him so much. He he kind of works as like a mini molly like he has the one more question to deal out a bunch of slow and then he also has boring conversation in addition to chatty just in case you really don't want someone to interact at all ever <laughs>
2: oh goodness
0: no that's not allowed i didn't think about that he's got so many auras so many auras chatty a uh, rambling man um, he's starting to make sense, which says that the model gains focus. It suffers two damage. Damn, man! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dang. Oh, Philip does get a new sculpt. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The the new sculpt even has like little
1: impressions in the uh the base of the carriage that make it look like there's a baby under it.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a baby with a human, with a regular ass adult head. <laughs> Oh god!
1: <laughs> well, if you look at like
0: Renaissance paintings of yeah. uh, of children, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the fucking abs. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Okay. Fair. That pram looks like a mouth.
3: It does. <laughs> does he have a hat on in this picture?
0: Um, looks
3: like he has a hat on in that render. It's it's like
0: I guess it's like a cap. Almost it might be a nightcap. Thought- it's it's like it's 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 part of the wrappings that the baby body is wrapped in you know, sell the Dead. fact that he is definitely a baby <laughs> <laughs> talking like this
3: baby with a wow. grand head.
1: <laughs> hello baby want milky
0: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh <No, laughs>
3: god he's got a giant sucker too That's I'm amazing. sorry
0: I realize <laughs> that the reason they did this is for the mechanics but the fact that he has something called deadly pursuit and he is a severed head <laughs> <laughs> forward yeah. I wish like, to even, hit them with my sword to, to, elaborate on, <laughs> f- to elaborate on that the reason he is ahead is because Seamus showed up to uh, steal his body and Raspy Tina showed up and you're like, she's like fuck no you aren't <laughs> and exactly. then they get into a bit of a scuffle and uh, Phillip's coffin got slightly smashed slightly <laughs> so if I recall correctly the only thing Seamus could salvage was the head Mm
3: -hmm. Which, like, is the most important part. The part you
0: need. The talking part. The talking part. With the brain. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, moving on to best boy.
3: Bestest boy. This
0: is Archie. Archie is one of those things that Big Morning kind of forgot about. And he's adorable (laughs) and and just perfect. He's got four-ish arms. (laughs) Yeah, four-ish. And... an indeterminate number of arms. <laughs> Does a tentacle count as arms? It's an appendage. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's an appendage, but I don't think I would call it an arm necessarily.
0: Four-ish arms. Four-ish. That's where we're going with. And pseudo arms. He's he's pretty straightforward. He just hits really hard. His thing that happens when he discards, which he will be for flurry, because hitting uh, lets him heal. Because he ta- he he eats his ice cream, Philip. I mean. Archie. Archie loves ice cream. It is some great just great little little tidbits of fluff. Because I think we saw the artwork before we even got to his fluff. And (laughs) people are just like, is that an ice cream cup? (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's an ice cream cup. cup. (laughs) That's what the the tentacle is solely for holding the ice cream. Nothing else. But yeah, he just punches things, min three, your your typical beater, uh, can leap around the board a bit. Can throw bodies if he really wants to, which gets some other interesting benefits out of it. So, uh, fun stuff for Archie. But you know, pretty straightforward. Okay. Oh, good for sweet baby Archibald. <laughs> He's a good boy.
3: He's a good boy.
0: Um, What's the next one? I'm I'm forgetting his name. Forgotten? Forgotten Marshall? He yeah. forgot his own name. Yes. <laughs>
1: So this is the death marshal, what was killed and then said, huh, I know some things about necromancy. I guess I'm going to do that now. Fuck my old job. (laughs) Uh, and, And this is the requisite. You're playing Resurrectionist. Everything needs to have a summoner. Slightly dampened by the fact that he is an enforcer, but there are upgrades that you can kind of at least know that you're not gonna flip a ten of crows or whatever it is you need and then can just go oh cool I have a gun and a pine box
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have other options
1: <laughs> okay he, he summons any of the
0: forgotten minions which
1: we will get on to talking about soon
3: yes yes.
0: I like to think that he, he didn't actually like die he just has alzheimer's <laughs> and wandered off one day Maybe maybe something else killed him, but then he's like, I've got necromancy powers. Am, am I a necromancer? <laughs> I guess I am. I guess so. <laughs> wow, it's really easy. I just open up this box and they pour out. That's <laughs> yeah, really nice. Hey. According, to, according to Through the Breach, the Pine Box is what the death marshal will be eventually buried in. I'm mm-hmm. assuming so shit like this doesn't happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah and if if you are wondering like what the actual mechanics of the summoning is it's not like ah oh, he calls upon the great necromantic powers and s- rises corpses no he just oh, fumbles around in the box for a few <laughs> moments is like that looks like it might work you Ye- go oh okay
0: yes <laughs> attack a b- b- bad thing Where- night i, really Tara, are there I choose so you you children in this box <laughs> <laughs> so many loose children <laughs> i i want I want so- lost child. I want someone to draw a comic of like a Death Marshal just holding their coffin upside down with the door open and shit falling out. <laughs> <laughs> like if it if it's the lone mar, if it's the so not the lone the forgotten Marshal, that can be a bunch of undead children and bats. But if it's a regular old Death Marshal, I want it to be uh, void wretches. Because apparently yeah. those paths get crossed every once in a while.
1: Yeah, Karina just falls out in a sleeping bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just just thought he the fucking Eisen expression. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it was warm in there. Okay. uh Yeah, we, we're getting we're we're, we're extending out <laughs> like we're getting into the long, long recording session, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> yes,
3: making too many jokes. Damn.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, that was the forgotten Marshal. Hey, rogue necromancy is here, because guess what, McMorning forgot about it again. <laughs> it's a thing of it's a thing he does. Yes. Um, and I'm sure Molly treats it a lot better than McMorning ever did, but his playstyle has not changed at all. He's biting things and vomiting
1: on things. Yeah, we, we do get into like with with some of the fading abilities, we get into like Malafoe's uh, obsession with putting music references in places. So, like, the rogue necromancy's fading is toxicity. We'll get into one later. the Misfits.
0: Okay, um, but first up, the children we we were talking about.
3: The children.
0: Talk about the children. <laughs> Talk about these undead artful dodgers.
1: Um, yeah, the, the fluff for Kruligans is they're dead children who just steal things from vulnerable people, which... <laughs> Works out in game as, like, they eat a bunch of enemy scheme markers. They're very good at that. And also, they're one of the many, many Resurrectionist minions with By Your Side. Yes. Which essentially means you will never deploy them from the shadows. You will just be teleporting hither and yon. Zombies are slow, folks. (laughs) So slow. (laughs) (laughs) They also, and it's it's absolute goals if you can get this off, they can just run up and steal soul stones from people.
3: Amazing. You're
1: that baggy little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad what? I discarded a
0: card and I'm 30 inches across the board. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the Krulikans? I don't think we even said their names. <laughs> we don't the didn't need to. <laughs> Molly possibly stole them from some sort of unscrupulous real estate agent.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: That's mine. That's <laughs> what, honestly that's the only time they've shown up in name in in fluff involving Molly is they were just some like real the spies agent, yeah. for some real estate agent
3: <laughs> who was selling Seamus a house. Yes.
0: Okay. Night terrors. They're bats with like human legs. <laughs> big Batman. Big Batman. And their shtick is that they're always puffing out like smoke to put out concealment. So they're always they're always providing concealment and. They also have a negation aura, which is really useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says you got to discard if you want to cheat, boy, uh, which is really frustrating on a giant flaming bull. But the fact you can bring more of these things is uh, <laughs> pretty frustrating. Yeah, that's that's pretty much their, their, their mobile support pieces for your crew just being annoying. OK, uh, last but not least, Joe, what is what's our box minions? So these are the ravelizers
1: formerly of samurai punk zombie name i do i like I like Raverizer as a name because it feels very molly to me, yes, yeah, um in that it's like sort of a pun, sort of a shitty joke, but <clears throat> it, it works yeah, so Fluffwise, these are people that were good with swords that died, and now they can still use swords, <laughs> and they're on
0: fire now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'm done. laughs> They're like teenage ghost rider, like weird colors instead of normal normal fire colors.
1: They're like (laughs) anarchists as well. They've shifted from like the anime phase of having katanas to like having buster swords. One of them's got kind of kind of katanas.
2: It's yeah,
1: like there's so there's still some holdovers. They have shackles now for reasons. But yeah, this is a a pretty solid and like cheap beater who will always have focus on him because he discards for Flurry and Misfits will give him a focused and Marley can also pulse out focused. So, yeah, you're getting a bunch of focused swings with critical strike and quick reflexes so you can continue hitting things. And then if you really want, you can yell at people and say, I challenge thee to a duel and mess with them that way.
0: I like how people complain about the name.
2: Well.
0: Oh. yeah. The, the, the people were upset they were no longer punk zombies. They, they lost their flavor because they weren't in Mohawks and gold pants in your, in your case.
3: <laughs> we don't need to bring up the gold lame pants.
0: <laughs> uh, Look at this hammer pants, motherfucker. So for, had- so for context, they were bo- the box minions for Nick Dem in second edition. Mm-hmm. But as we said before, he's a rock now. So, obviously, they would fit go into Forgotten because suddenly these minions don't have a master anymore. And yep. Molly's all about adoption. Yes. And so, because she picked them up, obviously she got to name them.
3: I like how she chooses adoption instead of buying from a breeder.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, <crap>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like, this is definitely, like, Molly got to name these minions and she's going to go for the pun. Of course. She's a writer. She's got to uh okay that's that's the forgotten keyword let's move on to molly's best friend formerly best friend i'm, I'm best not sure what friend i'm not sure what their their status is i'm at sure this they're point. still best friends probably but Kira's kind of gone off the deep end as far as like <laughs> unforgivable bullshit she's done
3: i mean molly was friends with seamus for a long
0: time she's used to <laughs> unforgivable bullshit but to be fair but i don't think she really had a choice on that matter anyways <laughs> this is the orami keyword you probably don't need to roll the r there. Whoops. Um, Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no hard r's in any language other than us. You, you flip it. I, I, you flip the r. Urami. 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 <laughs> Urami. <laughs> uh, with the master of Kirai Koku. and I didn't. Good I old did. hateful dark black. Kirai. Kirai. So her fluff. She was the. She was a courtesan, and. <laughs> she fell in love with the governor general's son, a one Francis Kitchener. And I have no idea how you can love someone with the name of Francis Kitchener, but (laughs) she did. And good old daddy Kitchener was like, no son of mine is going to have any sort of life outside of, I I don't know exactly
3: what I want him to have.
0: Yes. (laughs) So uh, he sent a hit squad out for Kira. And in the scuffle, uh, Francis accidentally got the dead a shot shot to bits and Kirai is so upset by that. Uh, she started manifesting, you know, angry ghost powers <laughs> and eventually like fell in cahoots with, with Nicodem who pretty much just used her for his own devices. But then she managed to, uh, screw over Plague's plan, uh, Hamelin's plan. And now she's on her own. She spent some time Earthside, and then she came back cause she figured out how to like bring Francis back for realsies. <laughs> and that didn't go well. No. And uh, my running theory is that Jackdaw, in fact, is has, has the soul of Francis. <laughs> uh, which is probably going to be completely unsupported by the flop. But anyways, uh, yeah. And she was going to give Philip a hat, but then she decided she wasn't going to, and had nothing to do with her own survival. But yeah. Angry, angry ghosts. That's, that's Kirai. How does, how does she play? Besides Angry so, Ghosts, of course.
1: <laughs> many, many angry ghosts, but here is your dedicated summoner in in Resurrectionists. Uh, every crew has a little bit of summoning, but this is like, this is what she do. This is her both bread and butter. In addition to summoning Angry Ghosts, she makes those ghosts even more angry by telling everyone that, hey, that guy said that he doesn't like ghosts. So she hands out adversary and keeps it around by taking damage, which is a lovely... A lovely little narrative device of uh, <laughs> vengeance and the quest for it, damaging both the person and the person you're looking for vengeance on. This has been my narrative corner. <laughs> she also uh, has vengeance on a lot of her keyword stuff, which <laughs> makes you suffer for punching angry ghosts. Oh, wow. Nice. Weird. And uh, with her being a summoner, she needs like cards to work. Uh, thankfully, things like the adversary can kind of make its way past that. Other than that, she is taking damage for her summons. I know I'm going all about this place, but she takes damage for her summons and all of her crew has a trigger to heal after it kills a model, just to keep her topped up. Heal Kirai, specifically.
0: Heal Kirai, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. supposedly summoning has has to have some kind of drawback. So Kirai's is that she takes a point of damage when they activate. But that doesn't seem to bother her too much, from what I've heard. <laughs> pretty good. But
1: let's... she has a lot of ways of staying a lot of ways of staying alive with protected life leech. So
0: it, in, in th- it's a good theory. It doesn't always work out in practice. Okay, so Kirai's kid ice. Her totem is is good, <laughs> I guess. It's all right. Uh, Ikirio is the totem for Kirai, and it is a giant woman. A giant angry woman. Giant angry woman. Giant angry woman, <laughs> and pretty much all she does is just kill things real well. She deals out irreducible damage, which is—it's a good thing. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And um, obviously the vengeance—it's got a little bit of terrifying defense, isn't all that great. But the thing is, is kid, I can just <laughs> resummon it after it dies. So you're just not getting rid of it unless you kill Kira. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair and balanced, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a kiddo. Let's get to the the one henchman.
1: Yeah. So uh, Datsueba in uh, like Three Kingdoms mythology, Datsuebar is think Anubis, but with more skin flaying. Oh, and. Okay. <laughs> on 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 the table she is a a damage dealer she has like a pretty high stat on her attack and has triggers to do some interesting things with soul stones either not letting you use them or taking them she also has a little bit of incidental summoning with way sins she does damage things and can maybe summon an onryo if she judged you wrong and then i i feel like it's it's very niche but when you want it you absolutely fucking need it uh she has one of many lanterns of souls uh to turn off demise triggers yeah it's pretty useful <laughs> in in some
0: cases small yeah. corner cases small corner cases uh demise is a pretty pretty common ability in the game um so yeah it's it's useful mm-hmm. she needs a haircut though <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, the one enforcer not encountering Akuria. No, no, yeah. sorry, no There's two. I forgot yeah. Chakuna. Lost love, which is Francis's corpse, <laughs> just walking around doing not Francis things. Uh, this is this is a support piece. Forgot what his card does. <laughs> no, he can he can he can heal friendly models, which is good. So he can obviously heal. Kid eye, so she doesn't care as much about um, her summons activating and hurting her. He can remove conditions, of course. And he can just, he's got by your side as well. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, uh, Lost Love is actually a living model now, so I guess whatever that failed ceremony she went through turned him back into a living thing that's not Francis. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> But yeah. Um. Yeah. Support piece. And any, any additional stuff.
1: Uh. Yes. He will very often be giving it a Kyrio fast. Uh
0: oh, <laughs> Yeah. Why <do> would <laughs> you want that? <laughs> what possible
1: use could you have for irreducible damage being fast?
0: Yeah. Why? Why would you want? Okay. Let's 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 move on to mm-hmm. something not named Francis. Yes. Uh.
1: <laughs> Jakuna Ubume. Uh, this is an uh, enforcer that she shares with Jack Dor. Uh Jukunu Ubume is like an old wives tale about a a mother drowning their kid, and then she lures other people in to save her drowning kid, and then subsequently drowns them. The way that works in-game is that she can put up a Havast of or aura that makes you drown, and she has a lure, and then she fucking tears you apart. <laughs>
0: That's the name of the attack. Tear nice. apart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Makes I, sense.
0: If I recall correctly, she's actually a combination of two different myths. One, the, the lady that drowns people. But I think Jakuna is just a generic term for a, a woman who died in childbirth.
3: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So double tragedy. But <laughs> she's pretty happy now. She's got this child hugging her. This This new child. Yes. I'm not sure where she got it. But it doesn't Orphanage. appear to be drowning, so Okay, just came across a kid I want that story They just become friends
3: They're besties, it's fine
1: I imagine it's sort of like an angler fish Like she has a child just in front
0: of her at all times <laughs> Pay no attention to angry ghost lady behind the child <laughs> She's just hiding behind it like a, like a freaking light pole You can't see me! <laughs> okay Okay, uh Why are my lungs burning.
3: Uh, laughing too much.
0: Sation, <laughs> little 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 helpful dragon ghost thing. <laughs> dragon yeah, they're super cheap. They will die if you sneeze on them, but they move friendly models around on a seven, so that's decently useful. Moving on. Yep. Oh, also models within two of them when they activate heal. So that's the that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. And drawing cards yeah. when they die. So
1: yeah, they're usually sticking around uh, Kidae, so that she can protect it off to them Yeah, when they're
0: not pushing everything around. Excuse me. That's smart. You, you know how these things how to play these. I'm just you know, <laughs> commentary in the sass. All right, what next? <laughs>
1: we're, all, we're all filling our roles. Uh, next up is Gaki, who are uh, judged souls uh, who are greedy or jealous. And now they're cursed to be gross teeth monsters forever mouth
3: ghosts
1: mouth ghosts <laughs> uh they're little cheap beatery minions they have some interaction with uh eating corpse markers for healing which i feel like more than anything if you're going to take them you're using the corpse marker removal because you don't want other people to have corpses uh but that they 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 hit things and can set up other thing other bigger and
0: better things to punch with coordinated attack that's a gucky cool next up is the onrio and they're pretty generic five soul stone minions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need you need like a minion for every soulstone price when you're a summoner, right? That's probably not not the reason, but decent heading. They actually have a ranged attack, which again is not that common in resurrectionists. Um, so they're just shouting at you. Angrily. <laughs> Bringing on the, the Mark of Vengeance, which we'll see in other models, that hands out adversary and prevents the model from healing, which is actually really useful. Because mm-hmm. you want to heal after you've had a Nekirio on your face, or a Nekirio in your face if you kill it.
1: <laughs> yeah, some people might actually forget that Mark of Vengeance is not give adversary. It actually stops healing, and then adversary is the trigger built
0: in. It's built in. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. It's the thing that's more overtly obvious about what it does. Like, technically, you could not declare the trigger, but why? <laughs> okay, next.
1: Uh, next up is drowned. So, drowned are very eloquently put as like they are the spirits of people what died by drowning, and <laughs> there's 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 so many like. Looking through the like Reza blobs for their description, there's so many of just like, ah, well, they came back to life and they only hunt those who hurt them in life. That's that's like 90% of the Reza minions. <laughs> uh but these are great to kind of pair with Jakun or Abume. They throw out even more hazardous auras. Uh they have a pretty solid like anchor attack that if you summon with Kirai, just throw out stunned. Built in because the summon upgrade gives you a crow built into duels that you make. Other than that, they, they're really tough to to take down because they have combat finesse. You can't cheat to hit them. Uh, and they have a decent wound pull and hard to wound. They're pretty solid. They also have projectile vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so Stop that's hours. still here.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh. Everything has to have something that vomits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is the Shikome, the seven cost minion these 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 just look like harpies screechy birds screechy birds mm-hmm. they, they look like harpies and they have a boy version called a hikame who
3: <laughs> I want
0: does sit-ups um, <laughs> 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 uh yeah they're they're pretty much just very very violent uh minions they've got a two three six damage track if that tells you anything oh, plus dang. puncture <laughs> as an optional trigger uh, or armor piercing yeah they're 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 for killing pretty much, but they also have the challenge of like come at me, bro Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And now you have to come at them instead of the thing you want to kill. Otherwise you're going to be losing cards. And they've got like a really interesting mechanic that I think Mm -hmm. is unique in the entire game where if they kill something, they just get an upgrade that's specific to them that says, Hey, you can now just declare a suit you want to put on all of your uh, actions. When you activate, go forth and rip and tear, I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. you're probably going to be taking the the ram on that because that's puncture and ribbon tear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's th- there are some corner cases where you're like, oh, I'm facing Hoffman, I might as well like ignore the armor that he can't make me not ignore. <laughs> Hoffman's a really bad example, I realized that as I was saying it. But um, yeah, there are some corner cases, but yeah, rams is usually what you're probably going to go for. Cool. Unless, unless Kira is really hurting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, last... Uh, Gorio. Fun uh, assemblies. Oh boy. I I was out of Malafa for, for a bit and like Gorio were one of the first models I built oh, when no. I came back in oh, and no.
0: <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Somehow.
3: <laughs> Doug did my gorio for
0: me. I like assembly. I just yeah. Like I'll I'll do I'll do a, an, an artifact resilient in Gorio sometime if someone mm-hmm. Send you some. Send it, sends me some. Send me send me models to assemble. Okay, uh, move, moving on. Tell us about gorio
1: So, uh, Goryeo are the spirits of martyred warriors. Uh, they retain a little bit more of the semblance of their martial prowess that they had in life, uh, which is a little bit different to literally every other Reza.
3: <laughs> yes, it is <laughs> different than every other minion. <laughs>
1: Nobody knows why, it's probably just the ghosts that stick around them, just reminding them, Hey, you're very good at swords.
3: (laughs) Remember to do good at swords.
1: They are essentially just like spiritual hype men. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) But in game, they use their sword very well. They have a stat six with a pretty high, moderate to severe damage track as well as Flay and Puncture to actually help you hit those. Uh, They have the the requisite uh, Mark of Vengeance. They have a couple of other triggers that allow them to place in contact just in case you don't want to use Frenzy Charge, which it's always fun to charge multiple times per activation. And then when you're really stuck in a big group of guys, you just let the hype men go to work and (laughs) rip and tear with some violent ghosts. Yay.
3: Violent ghosts are my favorite kind of ghost.
1: <laughs> There's no other better kind of ghost. <laughs> Looking at you, Patrick Swayze. Punch <laughs> a dude out once in a while.
3: Isn't he in um fuck, Roadhouse? Yeah. Doesn't he punch oh. a dude out in Roadhouse?
1: That that does that does bring together the ghost roadhouse cinematic <laughs> universe that I'm extremely here for. Screw Casper the Friendly Ghost. This is the ghost that can kick your ass.
3: (laughs) How how do we, um, how do we fold in dirty dancing to this also? (laughs) What are you talking about Swayze? (laughs) (laughs) Because he said something about Patrick Swayze needing to punch a dude out every once in a while. So I mentioned. Yeah, yeah it he out. punches
0: a dude out in Roadhouse. He is Roadhouse. He's Mr. Roadhouse.
3: <laughs>
0: I, think <laughs> that's his what I think that this is his name in the name of the movie. And he
2: talking
3: about the Ghost Roadhouse Cinematic Universe.
0: <laughs> okay, this is what happens when I need to fill time. <laughs> oh, you're filling for time. You <laughs> yeah. could have just kept going. Crap. Now, now I have to decide whether or not to keep this in. Revenant is our next keyword.
3: <laughs> keep it in. It's perfect.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> These are, um, it's kind of hard hard to explain what yes. Rebbit does. Yeah. Pretty much she is, like, she treats people and undead equally, so she's sort of, like, pro-zombie rights. Yeah. And so she's out in, like, the quarantine zone, the part of Malifaux City that's quarantined off because it's got bad things, like people with disease. And poor. And I guess murderous zombies, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> mostly people Yeah, it's, it's that so park.
0: those other two is why they built the wall for sure God. God. but yeah she's just kind of like a, a bastion of
3: goodness well, apparently she can mind control people also but we're not sure if she's doing that on purpose or not
0: we're, we're not sure if she's actually doing it but it's a theory that she's unknowingly kind of controlling everyone around her to just sort of
2: do her bidding cool,
0: be cool also also yeah. do her bidding which you know, Gawai's got to have like a dark tint to these characters, but it's nice that they threw in um, a master like her and Molly, who are just—they're not—they don't—they're <laughs> not—they're not evil. They don't do bad things, at least they for just the most part.
3: Got to do what they got to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kirai was on that list until the recent. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, okay, I'll just kill whoever I want to because I want my boyfriend that bad. Uh, how does how does how does Reva play? Because she doesn't have a lot of fluff. She's relatively new. Yeah. Rev is like Reverse really
1: interesting. Uh she has almost a lot of disparate aesthetics, and that kind of carries through into how she plays. She's juggling a lot of different things. Uh she's juggling uh the shielded condition, she's juggling pie markers and burning, and she's also juggling corpses. There is <laughs> I'm sure I there is a way to play love her.
2: Body
1: and- strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i I'm sure there's a way to play her where you're like really firing on all cylinders with all of those mechanics, but I feel like the safest way to do it is like when you're building your crew is like say I'm going to deal with burning and pyromarkers. That's what I'm going to be doing for this game.
2: Pick one.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah she she does a lot of things her crew does a lot of things. One of like kind of her biggest claims to fame is uh, she can, like, attack through various different things, like models with shielded or corpse markers. There is a bevy of those to be granted. And she's also, like, a move seven unimpeded on a cool horse because she's also a Dullahan, (laughs) but with her head attached.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess... uh, Wow, I've never really made that association. Mostly because Mm -hmm. I was, like, just wanting a straight-up Dullahan model, probably. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, we've talked about taking a Reva. And cutting her head off, and
0: yeah, just putting in her arm, putting it in her arm. That, yeah, that's what Dolahan do. So that's
3: mm-hmm. how Dolahan be. <laughs> that that is how they do. Um, but Yeah, her,
1: her crew ends up being like a lot of very resilient damage dealers that also have like healing in the crew. So she's 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 doing a lot. There's also this uh, this thing that weirdly seems to surprise a lot of people I play against, where she just moves 14 inches, gets an <laughs> attack off, and
0: then interacts. She can do a lot of things. Oh, yeah, because she can, she can snipe. I, did you mention the fact she can just snipe through any course marker on the yeah, Pretty much any she, yeah, course marker on the board. Okay, I didn't. I guess I was not paying attention.
3: Good job.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. it's within eight. I wasn't around in second edition where Reva was introduced,
0: and apparently she could just do it anywhere, but they've at least toned it down from what I've heard. on a size three model, and if you could just <laughs> set her up on top of some terrain, yeah, the entire board. <laughs> huh. I do like the the way it works that Iron sights can still punch her back from across the. Park. <laughs> I like to point that out every time Riva comes up.
3: It's like, oh, you're going to do that, huh? And she just punches right back through it.
0: <laughs> just a fist explodes out of a dead. Body. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did not just do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Another thing I would like to point out is the fact that that is apparently. Vincent's horse, yes. and it is a tiny horse. Dude, a
3: fluff, and Vincent is
0: a massive dude. <laughs>
3: that poor horse.
0: <laughs> I mean, I understand scale, and got to get a model on a fifty millimeter base. That's fine.
3: I mean, um, isn't the alt horse bigger?
0: I think so <laughs> because it, because us rearing up, so you can yeah. make it thicker, but still, it's a thicker horse. <laughs> Dim, dim, thick, thick horse. Thick horse. Okay. Uh, that's that's Reva's playstyle. Let's go over her totems, the corpse candles, which are uh, corpses with little ghosties sticking out of them. And I'm, just, I'm assuming they glow somehow because candle.
3: Mm-hmm. The ghost is also on fire.
0: Yeah. Um, basically, they're mobile corpse markers for Reva to stab through. And uh, if they die, she can just. Summon them when she activates. One. Summon one when she activates. But that's nice because it's free or does it cost a card? Uh, it used to cost a card. They did do an errata now where you just blow
1: up a corpse marker or a pyre marker and, hey, you've got another another corpse
0: candle. Okay. Yep. So they they, they act as corpse markers can move so that Revit can attack through them and they can also move corpse markers. So basically they're there to facilitate Reva's attacks which she's pretty good she's a pretty good hitter. Mm-hmm. I guess we we did we kind of hinted at the, the different play styles, but I guess we could mention the fact that like most of the crew has something called funeral pyre that summons a pyre marker when they kill something. Yeah,
1: and the corpse candles have a uh, a demise tr- that they drop corpse markers when they are killed which is very specific wording so you can cheat out a bunch of pyre
0: markers. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move on to her one henchman because I keep forgetting the other henchman's no longer in the keyword. Mm-hmm. Vincent Sinclair. This
1: was once a guild exorcist who saw that some parents were being shitty
0: to a child and quit his job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> short version,
0: yeah. Parents are dicks. I'm just gonna upend my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he is now Reva's Reva's wonderful protector.
1: Hey, look, it's a ranged piece in Rezz's. It's so, so, so infrequent, and he's very good at it. (laughs) Um, He, he operates a lot like an almost anti Reza pick, like his, his crossbow ignores incorporeal and hard to wound, so it can shoot ghosts and zombies with equal effectiveness. Uh, He also has an exorcism trigger, just in case you wanted to take out those, those pesky summoned models. (laughs) Um, And his other attack is just, he does a big punch. (laughs)
0: That in and of itself is just hilariously weird. It, the attack action is staggering punch, which does damage because it's a punch, and it deals staggered because it's a staggering punch. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. That's all you need. Yep. And then a close yep. combat deadbolt to the chest, I guess. we. Yeah. I'm assuming he just punches them with the crossbow and then pulls the <laughs> trigger. Yeah, just a straight uppercut with a metal ass crossbow. I'm sure that <laughs> sure that goes over well. Ah oh, man, I can already hear the soundtrack to that. <laughs> okay, um, that's... you've heard of Gun Carter? Sweet Jesus, Carter. six defense and seven willpower. Yeah,
3: he's he's a
0: he's a beefy boy.
1: <laughs> he can also decide I, I don't want to be in combat anymore and walk away to shoot his cool crossbow.
0: <laughs> oh God, I want to shoot my cool crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> guys
1: <laughs> which in in addition to the ex, uh, exorcism trigger has like a little weird one where he can shoot through a pyre marker and move that closer towards you uh, if you if you want to mess around with that he can also he also like plays into the two uh, themes which is like he makes pyromarkers markers and he bubbles out shielded
0: oh man doing that voice makes me think he's a closet weeb now <laughs> I mean, it does make sense. The second a cute girl likes you, you upend your entire life to do whatever she says.
3: (laughs) Who
0: cares that she's 16? Seems right. She's 16. You growth pervs. I thought Rebel was 15. I mean, this is like eight, eight or nine at this point. So she's probably like 19 or something. Uh, uh, Anyways, we're getting off track.
3: doesn't matter how old she is.
0: Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> that's Vince enough crapping on Vince for no good reason <laughs> let's get to the restless spirit which is hey look it's an angry ghost this one's wielding Shocking. a tombstone
3: <laughs> an angry ghost in Rezor's what
0: yeah uh, I think formerly known as the grave spirit yes and, uh, graveyard spirit graveyard spirit, graveyard spirit, and, and, spirit. And, yeah cause they're they're different things uh-huh. uh, this guy is It's kind of a would you say he's support because he drops course markers for a five.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what he does. He he ends up throwing out course markers and like a, a cheeky terrorize if if you can get it off, but really he's just there to throw out some uh some course markers. Yeah, for breathe a bit of punch through.
0: And give give shielded out if if that's what you want to do. Yeah, okay. So simple simple boy. So uh up next is a model we already covered. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Mourners. Uh the, the only thing I would add to our previous discussion of of Mourners is they rely less on their melee attack, which benefits from distracted while in Rever, but they get a little bit more effectiveness out of their feed on grief because of the proclivity of corpse markers and not having a selfish Irishman
0: eat them so that he can <laughs> shoot his gun again. Again, he's not eating them, he's just exploding them into confetti. <laughs> oh god it's like it's like a birthday cake with a stripper but it's a dead body <laughs> oh, god. and it's shameless it's me happy birthday bang uh, i mean with shameless
3: <laughs> that's Sorry, that's his just, just the it's me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's his next play to assassinate the governor is just send a bunch of bells in cakes.
0: Okay, Um, next up are shield bearers because Reva's whole thing is that she's a combination of living and undead models. And these are people that I guess just found some de- destroyed guardians lying around. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. these ridiculously oversized swords and shields, I can wield these. <laughs> so yeah, they've got the goofy anime buster swords. <laughs> But also shields, um, they're <laughs> relatively tough. Six, six cost, uh, got that armor, and multiple ways to get shielded, plus hard to kill is always is always nice. Anything, anything else interesting, I guess? Oh, Blasphemous Ritual. Oh, shit, yeah. Blasphemous yeah. Ritual, giving out focus to friendlies within three. Yeah, that's useful. That's pretty useful. So giving out focus to your friends and then just being a relatively tough thing to, to kill.
1: Yeah, also, also a little fun, like interaction is like uh, charging with the uh, the shield slam, and then getting uh, getting the two inch push away, and then using the mass trigger to do another four inch push, <laughs> just for weird, fun, other vectors.
0: Wee. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big. That's pretty long distance. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what, what do we got next? Oh, uh, Droger. So this is kind of like a a highlight of
1: Reva just likes undead things from wherever. It doesn't matter how the themes mesh. Uh, so these are like undead of Norse origin in, in Malifaux. They, uh, they're the bodies of people that died having passed through the breach and with the weird wibbly wobbly breach magic giving you powers. These are the unlucky ones who only get their powers when they die and then they find a big axe.
0: <laughs> it's very important. The axe is, is very, very important. It's it's
3: an integral part of getting your powers.
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool,
1: a free axe. <laughs> Thanks, Breach. Ah
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Um what 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 do the Draugr do?
1: uh they use a big axe uh
0: these
1: these are big punchy boys they have self heals in addition to the many different ways that Reva can heal them they can make their own plus flips by having burning uh using i believe blaze of glory is the ability which is is very fun (laughs) and then they've got frenzy charge just to charge as many times and hit as many things with the big axe as possible and Nailing like the two charge and then hitting a shava side, mwah, chef kiss. Yeah, it's very good.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of sad because they had such the interesting ability back in second edition where they could just pick their size. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah, they could do that. They'd just be like, "I'm a size one model now. I'm a size three model now." It's between one and three. It was, was what it was. But at least they're 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 good. They're straightforward. They're heady, stabby boys. Mm-hmm. And they're Norse for some reason. Everyone, for everyone, literally everyone has played Skyrim. They know what Draugr are. Yeah. These are slightly fleshier, bulkier, beefcakier versions. <laughs> Last, but not least, the Lampad, which is another really fun model to assemble. But, <laughs> God, they're gorgeous. <laughs> uh, these are flame spirits, more or less a good way to explain them. They work really well with Reva's f- f- burning side of um so kind of depending on how many pyre markers you get out they can be really difficult to kill which is good mm-hmm. um but yeah they just pump out a good amount of burning that's yeah decent decent amount of burning and they're also they
1: also have uh some extra uh movement capabilities uh just in case you need uh something to like move around pretty rapidly it is a bit uh conditional and yeah and it, it it, it does like it really keys into like, hey, I'm gonna put so much burning on on everything, even with their little their little free move. Speaking of putting burning on stuff, Doug, there is something that Reva has that is not
3: in
0: your notes. Oh crap! Oh yeah, it's Jeez. the big fucking wheel,
3: big flaming wheel boy. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: well, I had I accidentally had the uh, the the filter on here, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. go ahead, talk about the big flaming boy, the big yes. So uh, the WAN Yudo is a
1: part of Japanese folklore where they apparently guard the uh, the gates of hell and then just roll down streets. And if you're unfortunate enough to be in the way, boom, your soul is stolen.
0: I think like you're not supposed to look them in the face, which is because they have two faces. They're two rapidly spinning faces. (laughs) Honestly, I'm surprised it doesn't have projectile vomit, but... (laughs) It has brief fire. (laughs) <laughs> Just spinning out of both sides
1: <laughs> but, but Yeah, This is another speedy boy That puts out burning He can move through things Make them take tests to take burning All the burning He also has a bunch of pushes on his actions So he's always moving around And can move through things to give them burning He's also a pretty solid scheme scheme runner with With a move 7 And all his ability to move through things
0: Just run it over I what I, do you do? You understand why he's revenant? Uh, he's a fiery thing. He's a spirit. <laughs> he's a um, fiery spirit. I think. I think if you boy. if you look into revenant or what revenant are supposed to be, I would assume that it's the like the Asian version of that. Is my guess?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like someone put thought into it. I just haven't done the. Re- it's been a long time since I looked up what a revenant was and gone down yeah. that rabbit hole. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
3: Probably probably haven't looked it up since Rava came out.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh god, that was a long time ago. Yeah. We're
3: old! We're old.
0: Transmortis, <laughs> the worst keyword. Let's move on to it.
3: <laughs> Rude. Oh my
0: god. Okay, I got a bit of a beef with, with <laughs> Professor Butthole here. <laughs> Salty. A little bit of salt. A little bit of salt. This is Professor Von Stuck. It was a character that just kind of got mentioned in the fluff a lot in second edition, and we finally see him in third. That was when he made his appearance. Uh, he runs the University of Transmortis, and he was putting out um, guerrilla casts about how to do resurrectionisty y things. Um, so he used to be a astrologer, astronomer astronomer that's yeah. the word astronomer astronomer, astronomer. astrology
3: astronomer. is the other thing
0: yeah which would probably keep you know he'd probably be a little bit more sane if he was a astro- astrologer <laughs> uh but the thing is is that Malfo's uh stars don't behave like stars are supposed to they're very bad they're very naughty and this <laughs> slightly drove him insane so he's like you know what i'm done staring at the stars let's just make robot zombies <laughs> Cool, cool. And so he did.
3: Huh, these um, are different. I'm crazy now. <laughs>
0: um, he's possibly the most terrifying resurrectionist in that he does he has no concept of what he's doing could be perceived as wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think everyone else has an idea that maybe it bad. <laughs> But it's just like, yes, I'm running a university. University needs students, and these have to be very particular students. So I'm going to tear your body up, mix it up with like, I don't know, a vending machine, Some and notes. now you're a murder bot. <laughs> go, go, my child. <laughs> you beautiful thing, you. You do it great, sweetie. <laughs> um, so that, uh, yeah, that's von Stuck. He's, you know, kind of shown his face now, and now he's a major player on the Malifaux stage. And uh, he's broken um <laughs> Transmortis. I, I might as well get into sort of what their overall playstyle It's is. Uh, they're very good at killing, and they're very good <laughs> at not dying. And uh, they're pretty reliable at summoning. And they're decent at scheming and really good at denial. And um, <laughs> uh, no, they're also quite fast because of By Your Side! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Uh he also uh his entire crew draws cards just for fun and gives out oh, yeah. stunned and injured. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> oh jeez. Let me let me go back. Uh, if it wasn't no if it wasn't obvious, I recently played. <laughs> and um uh it was quarter deployment, so card draw didn't really become a thing till turn two, and I want to see he drew like twelve cards. hmm Seems right for those of you playing that is two full hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh okay. Um on. Okay, uh, Let's. Let, I, will, I will now be serious and we'll talk about uh, the Transmortis keyword because um, my, my salt is clearly just based on <laughs> gameplay. I really like him as a concept and it's really cool because we got yeah. the University of Transmortis box in second edition, which is all these students, but we never got the master till now. So, Well, it was actually in
1: first edition that oh. he, he first came out. It was a little story pack and was one of the first few uh, plastic models and oh. they used to belong to Molly.
0: Dang, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, yeah, this was just as annoying as freaking
3: von Stuck is just a kidnapper.
0: Sand deep taking away my mages and then never using them. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna keep them in a box and never take them out.
3: <laughs> He's a collector. Okay,
0: uh, how it does like? Okay, I I whinged about about. All right, let's let, serious serious talk. Um, how does Professor von Stuck play? Yeah. So one of the uh,
1: main mechanics that he has is uh, giving out these upgrades to all of his students saying, go out and find this person. I would like for you to make them a cool zombie for me to use. Uh, And that's his like pseudo replacement summoning mechanic where uh, he uses a a model with an upgrade, killing an enemy model to make a minion of the same cost. So that's fun. He has summoning. he he also like uh pulls out uh focus does some pushes all all that fun stuff can decide that he doesn't like that you have a ski marker there and just say no no that's not there anymore oh, um, i don't
3: think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah when he's not like pushing things around and giving things uh, uh giving things upgrades and giving things fast uh he's hitting you with uh damage attack that puts out injured if if you can't tell, I'm I'm on a similar boat with Doug in that he's he's way too fucking good uh, <laughs> at, at, to the point where like if if uh, re- uh, not research mission sorry um if oh I've totally spaced on what's the really annoying one the one that no one takes oh uh, runic binding runic binding yes if runic binding is in the pool I will always take it with von Stuck just to push myself but sometimes he does it on accident <laughs>
0: just by killing things. <laughs> If that's if What's that's it? a testament to how good he is, just letting you all know. It, well, the reason it like the summoning itself is it's is really good, is because he's not put, pulling out as many models as a dedicated summoner as as much as Kirai is. But the thing is, is that he's putting it on things that are going to kill something, and the okay. fact that he can summon that something that's eight stones is his biggest minion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's like a 16 soul stone swing because you're killing yeah. an eight soul stone model and then getting an eight soul stone model. So it's really good. It's really good. He's very good. So um, common things across the faction, um, obviously the, the thing that says, if you have the same suit as I do in our duel, I get to draw a card. It's only once per activation, but it's activation, not that model's activation. So it happens a lot. <laughs> And then, um, typical zombie fashion, they have more wounds than they have, than their cost, and they also have hard to wound, and, and they also have armor, <laughs> which makes them just really difficult to kill. Just, yep. just very hard to kill. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, you went over Von Stuck's playstyle, let's go over the research assistant who is definitely Carlos, of from Welcome to Night Vale, don't at me. <laughs> He is basically, he just has a surprisingly good shockwave. I, th- I think he, yeah, he puts out injured on a bonus action and he can flail at you frantically if he wants to. But one, he is putting out, uh, he's putting out the alchemical vial, which p- gives you two damage and poison. And also friendly models that activate within three of him gain plus one move, which is good. It's just really good. Cause they're not like these zombies aren't even like the slow zombies. I think they're just normally uh, move five for most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that move along
1: is going to be very important when we talk about one of the henchmen. <laughs> okay. Well, uh let's let's talk about the henchman then. Hey, so one of the henchmen is the Valedictorian, which is the top of the class at the University of Transmortis. Uh she has wings and scythe hands. She's very inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is what everyone aspires to be. But yeah, this is your very quick uh for uh <laughs> for, for rezzers, oh, uh, these
0: are slow folks.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is also who you're probably going to be putting on the, putting the upgrade on first turn and giving them fast Definitely. so that she can fly all the way across the board and kill a thing on the first turn. Um, but yeah, she she's, she's a tough beater, uh, with flight, uh, you saw stones to stay alive. Uh, she has flurry, some, some very fun triggers for getting up there and damage and moving things around and hitting something else. Uh, she also just gives out stunned, which is, uh, the lecture notes, which is a thing you will see across a lot of the, the students. And then she has like a really interesting ability to like remove markers, to pull specific cards from discard piles. It's, it's kind of neat. Huh?
0: Cool. But yeah, mostly just a stat seven murder machine. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> this is what I summon with. <laughs> okay uh the other henchman is the one and only anna Lovelace who uh almost got dead from almost dead. from Hoffman <laughs> but thank goodness von Stuck was around to save her because she's just a fine upstanding t- citizen of Malfo and <laughs> you know? done you, you' done Hoffman dirty and Hoffman is the other puppy in Malafo that you don't <laughs> mess with also, she has a twin sister who has a giant mechanical suit thing. Anyways, Anna. Anna is, do, does a lot of things. She's a mm. solid damage dealer. She can summon zombies, but mostly she's going to use those som- zombies as bombs. Because they can just blow them up. But also she has two overlapping auras that are just brutal. She's got gravity <laughs> well, which means... Things just can't place within six inches of her, so that turns off flight. That turns off summoning. <laughs> yeah, just a whole lot of stuff. That turns off by your side. <laughs> Yay! And coupled with that hostile work environment, so your opponent can't target their own models with actions, which just shuts down some crews. She's <laughs> really good. Also, six six defense stats <laughs> on a model with ten wounds and armor one. She's good. Okay. Yeah, moving on. Uh, let's get to the Mignones. Yeah, no no enforcers, except for, I believe, the uh, I
1: think the research assistant is, but that doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. Uh, so first up is is the Necropunk. Uh, these have been around forever. They're a blend of mechanical parts and undead flesh. Why you would take them, they have a suited leap, and they have armor one and hard to wound, and they can do ping damage because they exist near Levy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're Levy's boys that Escaped? I think I think von Stuck and Leviticus came up with the idea at the same time. Yeah, those situations. <laughs> They're both old, terrible men. That feels right. <laughs> uh, oh, how many limbs does a human body have? <laughs> Not enough. Okay, yeah. So so we're gonna go from the scheme runners to a mother, another model that can technically scheme run because that is by your side. <laughs> that is the undergraduate. That is the box minions for. Professor Von Stuck pretty solid guys have obviously by your side, but also made to kill. So when they do that place, they can get a free attack action, which is nice. Um, you know, decent attack lead the way, which is another way for this crew to be even more mobile and study, which removes scrap or corpse markers, which is uh, not fun to see when you're playing Mayfang. Moving on. Uh, students.
1: Yeah, so we have a bunch of students. All of them have various roles in the university. Uh, Play-wise, they all have like a little um, specialty. Like there's one that's very good against constructs. There's one that's good against the undead. And there's one that isn't like necessarily against the living, but has uh, some healing capabilities. So the first up in our list is the student of Sinew, who is specialized against the undead. They have a pretty solid damage track, and they don't necessarily need like a bonkers high stat on it because they go against Rezzers or other undead who usually have a pretty low one. But to get around hard to wound and stuff like that, they have both puncture and flay that allows you to get into those higher damage tracks like your moderates and your severes. And they also have a very interesting undead specific (laughs) obey.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, next up is the Student of Steel, which is the anti-construct student, and um, yeah, they're also they have very very similar stat lines. And mm-hmm. the shtick with the Student of Steel is they have built-in armor piercing, uh, the built-in trigger for armor piercing on their attack, as well as field repairs, which lets them heal a construct for one, two, three. And oh look, like that's the entirety of this keyword. <laughs> <laughs> they're constructs. Okay. Uh, why don't you get the last one, Joe. Yes, our our big
1: snake boys, <laughs> <laughs> the the undead snake hybrids who majored in biology. Um, oh, those guys. <laughs> so this is an unimpeded unimpeded model with rush that also just throws out injured because that's another key thing of this crew. And um, like I mentioned before, they have a, a living specific healing uh, just in case Anna the. Research assistant. I guess you could do it on him or von <laughs> Schnuck, Get hurt. They can. They can uh, pull out some injured. Um, and again, like all the stuff we've said for students with like the lecture
0: notes and and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's that's a student of Visera, and that's Trans Morris keyword. All right, ancestor slash retainer. It's a, one of those ones where it's awkwardly two keywords. This is Yan Lo. Yan Lo is an old old man, like super old, like really really old. Mm-hmm.
3: Really incredibly old.
0: So he- and his one quest is to look for a green eyed woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yanlo. He's a he's living now. He was a spirit. Uh, just doing spirit things. He was kind of listless. And then his great 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 grandniece uh shows up and sort of piles them to get you know pieces them together like a uh, like not Voldemort, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, now I now and now I know what I'm doing. I, I'm just going to go ahead and like suck out the souls of my ancestors to give myself a corporal form, which they say is fragile in the fluff, but that is a lie." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but 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 Doug, he only has Defense Three,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and yeah, now he's. One, I guess, seeking vengeance for the demon thing that screwed him over in the first place. And two, just kind of stirring the pot as far as melifo goes. Because it, like, yeah, it seems like he's just screwing around with a bunch of people at once. Or at least Shiaki is, but I would think that they're <laughs> in cahoots on it. But uh, Magnificent Beard Yanlo, why don't you talk about how he plays? Yeah, So I, I feel like the the kind of key thing to understand about Yanlo
1: in general is the uh, reliquary demise ability slash upgrade. Um, each of the named ancestors have a specific upgrade that they give out when they die uh, that give benefits to the to the models that receive that upgrade uh, a little bit of like an essence of their ability and Yanlo can also use those to replace the model with the upgrade back into that ancestor. Goodness! So there's some really fun nuances with the replacement mechanic when you're looking at certain schemes and strategies <laughs> that can get very fun. But on that, playstyle-wise, they kind of have to work in a loose bubble so that the upgrades can get caught when things die. And um, as, as we kind of joked about yellow has very bad stats unless he exists for a few turns (laughs) because then he gets upgrades that all have immediate triggers when they are attached to him as well as uh, giving him either extra abilities or extra actions things like having a hazardous order aura or having incorporeal All, all very fun and they also add to his dual totals and the damage track on his main attack I feel like the, the other thing to kind of talk about is, uh, is uh, the treacherous paths, which is looks, looks very tame on the surface. Uh, you just place in contact with a model and then you push it a little bit, two inches for each upgrade that he has on him. And then you get to about turn four
0: when you're just yeeting things eight <laughs> inches just because. Uh, oh, something I failed to mention. And it's very, very, very important. He is a reference, or at least a vague reference, to Lopan, David Lopan, from Big Trouble in Old China. Very important. Very important for the <laughs> <So> important. <laughs> uh Okay, so his totem is the Soul Porter. Not too exciting of a card. He has that one aura that says, hey, something with the reliquary dies, but then six inches of me, I can take that reliquary. Gimme, gimme. So you can... Extend that bubble for recovering the reliquaries, because Yanlo also has that same ability, and you'd probably want to put it on Yanlo, I think. Okay, also he has an ability to move friendly ancestors? Ancestors. Yes, ancestors. yeah, the 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 keyword is like
1: broken up into ancestor retainers. Ancestors are like the named cool guys. Yeah. Uh, retainers
0: are their retainers. They are the... People that you will transform into the ancestor. <laughs> yes. fun, fun fact, though, like all the ancestors have the in their name, except for Yamler <laughs> himself, which I didn't notice until I was typing out what these show notes. Sun Quang.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sun Quang is a retainer. He's not an ancestor. Oh, okay. He's the one named retainer. And he is. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of good. All right. Let's start okay. with the henchmen. Nah. Yeah. So
1: first up, we have uh, Manos, who was once a monk of an order of balance set to combat the Jiangxi. And looking into Jiangxi, uh, that is a like a, a Chinese vampire or zombie. Uh, they're called hopping vampires because their oh, yeah. limbs are rigid. But in Malafo, they're just a group of sorcerers who killed peasants to feed their long lives. I mean, who hasn't killed a peasant? I mean, you know, it's, it's Um <laughs> So so Manos was supposed to combat these evil, life-extending sorcerers until they said, Hey Manos, wanna live forever? He was like,
2: Yeah, sure
0: I guess. You were supposed to save the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Manos is <laughs> fucking Anakin Skywalker. Oh no.
1: It does say that Manos hates sand.
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Keep going.
1: yeah so now he kind of works as he worked as a mercenary until yanlo called in a favor i guess and he just kills people and uses their souls to extend his life in game he is a leaper who doesn't have the suit built in but can just decide to take a damage or take damage from another friendly to have the have the suit built in Uh, he also has a trigger to stab people with a spear he's a very stabby boy he has assassin just to get some fast out if you kill in specific circumstances and you know he's he's got regen and <laughs> extended reach just to make him thoroughly frustrating to deal with and uh, similar to when we talked about Datsueba uh, he has a lantern of souls just in case you needed a very mobile lantern of souls
0: <laughs> for some reason you might need that <laughs> you know for reasons. Okay, Toshiro the daimyo is the other henchman he is he's adorable first of all <laughs> he just you know he's got that flag he's very supportive <laughs> did you ignore the fact that it is stabbed through his torso anyways oh just reason he's like disemboweled and that's kind of a thing with samurai that lost their honor although yeah. they them. i'm wondering if that's the reason he died anyways uh he's a supporty boy Whereas Manos just leaps around and stabs things and keeps you from coming back to life because he's a jerk. Chiro's <laughs> just like, "Hey, you, you minions, I'm going, to, I'm going to help you with like plus flips and stuff, and I can give out focus, and I can also summon Ashigaru, which are <laughs> pretty good. Ashigaru are, are pretty good models mm-hmm. and and healing as well. So yeah, very supporty henchman versus a savvy henchman. Although he can stab, he's got a sword. It's not, it's not a bad sword. It's a solid sword that can make other people attack. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, what's next? Jockey. Jockey. No Chucky. You're a niece, somehow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she She was once a niece, and I have a lovely full, like, art print of, of her in her previous form with so many flutes and masks. But this is your linchpin support piece. Fluffwise, she is the one that put Lo back together. And now is being taught how to do terrible magics. Hooray! But she, her her main deal is rather than uh, having to die and pass off your reliquaries like a peasant, uh, she doot doots on a magic flute (laughs) and hands off the spirits of ancestors nearby to just. you know, just just in case you don't want things to die. It it also means that that uh, ancestor can then just go off and do stuff as long as you protect the model with the upgrade, Um, because there needs to be a range. You have Yanlo and the Soulport is like kind of gimmick that, but this is an easy way of just saying, you go off and do whatever you want to do. You'll be back if you die. Uh, And in addition to all that fun stuff, she removes conditions. She's a fantastic support piece.
0: Okay, on to uh, Sun Kwang, which I think that's how it's pronounced. Q-U doesn't really show up in Asian spelling too much. He's an old jerk, <laughs> <laughs> and by jerk I mean he's he's really good. He's a, he's a really good ball. He's got seven. He's got a seven defense and six willpower for an old man. <laughs> but uh he's a healer he's a healing model he's got healing drafts so the models activate near him heal one he's got king of medicine which says when model plays next to him it heals one and as well he has a uh, healing energy which just heals anything he wants for one two three notice that like despite him being the king of medicine he doesn't have like any he doesn't like have the first aid Emergency surgery thing going on because then he wouldn't be able to heal all these zombies around him. <laughs> Notice that. Um, but if he wants to, he's got a stat seven attack, <laughs> which d- technically it doesn't 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 deal damage. Can just give out distracted or focus whatever he wants, but also has hole in the world, which <laughs> places the target within six inches of its current location, which is dumb, good, stupid, good. <laughs> And on a stat seven, you're going, you're going to hit it if you want to. Mm -hmm. Thank God he's not a henchman. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. And we'll talk, we'll we'll get back to him when we talk about the (laughs) Ashikaru. Okay. Move on to even more, even more enforcers.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Yin, the Penangalan. Yin, Yin, the Penangalan. So a Penangalan is a specifically Southeast Asian, Vampiric type creature, although it's very specific in that it's a witch who meditated in Nevada vinegar to shed her terrible fleshy body <laughs>
0: and just be only organs. Which I guess, <laughs> sure. Well, no, they, they they've got like a meat mech they parade around in during the daytime, but then they just like slorp <laughs> out of it yeah. at night yeah. to go feast on the blood of
3: With their- pregnant women their head and organs for whatever reason
0: <laughs> and then just, like, just, like a loose bundle of head and organs they, they they plant like specific vegetation underneath their houses specifically to <laughs> ensnare the entrails yeah. of Penangolin so oh that's cool oh my god I love just it when they do like actual history actual mythology in these games and also like we want a vampire there there's your vampire there you go yeah. <laughs> oh, we want a sexy vampire no <laughs> You get, <laughs> you get I mean, Yin. To deal with it. Yeah. I don't like. I'm not. I don't actually know who's clamoring for a sexy vampire. <laughs> it's me.
1: It's
2: okay.
0: only me. Victorious. I'm. I'm not going to question the wild
1: fetishes of the internet. <laughs> I'm sure there are some people who <laughs> cool. Me. That's out in the world now. But but Yin as a panhandler in Malfo. Oh my God! It's so weird another lady who lost her lover and then got so turned mean by it, uh, the pain of loss became a poison that disintegrated her body, and now she's but organs and under to a
0: curse. is it is like a reoccurring theme with mythology. <laughs> yes. Like, people get hung up on apparently women just getting so upset they turn evil. Yep. Yay. Huzzah. Are...
3: <clears throat> but, you know, in games, yes. Sorry. Hmm? No, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, you
0: is a woman, yeah
3: sorry <laughs> keep going
1: so <laughs> good yin yin in game is sort of a tar pit and uh, position piece she makes sure you can't run away because she has constriction and then uh, mastery is to make sure that you're going exactly where she wants you to do she also gives out another source of putting adversary uh, ancestor out and she has uh, she has a neat um I need bonus action to make something take a damage to do an interact action. And there's uh, some some fun, very fun sounding triggers on
3: that.
0: <laughs>
1: Grasp with viscera.
0: <laughs>
3: ah, yum.
0: Okay, uh, next up. And I think last of our enforcer trail off. Uh, no, yes, it's no, trailing yes. off is, is Zamu the armor. Something the something. very common. (laughs) I guess we also specify that Chiaki, Sun Kwong and Izamu are technically 10 Thunders models but obviously Yanlo can bring them in Resurrectionists.
3: Because he's a special boy.
0: Because that's how dual faction you know, dual factions work Okay um, He's a big suit of armor and he hits you with a big sword (laughs) moving on (laughs) welcome to my some way to like (laughs) shove himself into the fight if he's too lazy to walk there i guess Flurry. (laughs) he's really straightforward he's a good boy oh my god the model's gorgeous yes uh i mean i like the second edition model but this one's even better Mm -hmm. heck yes okay big finally minions minions uh, so
1: first up, we have the Gokudo, who are the recent addition and are his box minions. Um, I actually really like the story of these guys. They're essentially thugs uh, working for the Ten Thunders that like got hired by Yanlo to like go out and do all sorts of criminal activity. But secretly, their ancestors swore fealty to a kind of vassal of Yanlo. Uh, Yanlo. And that just makes them the perfect vessels to shove an ancestor inside. <laughs> get in
2: there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> might, might I complain one sec before you get into how they play? Goku who actually existed in through the breach considerably earlier than yeah. they exist in this game. But the artwork is not a model. <laughs> the artwork they have in the fr- in the freaking book it's actually really cool, but it's it's not any of these models. It's in fact female, which wait. Mm- yeah, they're all male.
3: Yeah, they're all male.
0: Done complaining. At least we got. <laughs> at least we got the uh, the operative, which was an actual artwork for a specific pursuit. It's the exact same model. Okay, mm-hmm. now you can talk about how they play. Yeah. So uh, how how they play
1: is they wait around and do things until they are replaced. Um, <laughs> they they can throw shurikans at people. That's cool. Uh, if they have the if they have the reliquary upgrade, they get plus two move and plus flips on every duel. Hold on. So they're actually pretty good scheme. Plus two move? Plus
0: two move. So it makes them a move seven. Yeah. So they yeah, turn so into pretty- they turn into horses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh. Okay.
1: Yeah, you have the power of the ancestors behind you. Go and run a mile. <laughs> Um, they also have a hard to kill just to keep them alive While you're uh, planning to turn them Into something better And they're the best thing to turn into something better Because when they do get replaced You summon a new one A guy just like hey my brother Dave just died I guess I'm in this fight now uh, Shows up on any table edge Hey
3: guys what's happening <laughs> God damn it Steve
0: <laughs> You put this reliquary Inside of yourself what I just got here, man! What are you... <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> My day off. I'm supposed to be watching the big game with the boys. <laughs> uh,
1: Shut up! Become entrails now.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is uh, also Goku to our Ten Thunders only models. Mm-hmm. Uh, just FYI. Next is the Ashigaro which is. A resurrectionist only model. Bony and boys. Bony boys. They are bony boys with armor and dig sharp, pointy sticks, which means they get extended reach. Hooray! Which prevents you from taking the attack part of a charge. Good for them. Armor one, hard to kill. They're pain in the butt. <laughs> they're, they're pain in the butt to kill because they also have take the hit. And if you happen to run them with Sun Quang, I'm Excuse gonna me. complain about that now, they are impossible to kill as long as your opponent has cards. Because mm-hmm. they declare take the hit, which places them next to Sun Quang, which means they heal one. Uh-huh. And if they're at hard, if they have hard to kill,
2: which oh, means yeah. they're
0: never going to die.
1: Mm-hmm. Fortunately, there isn't too much card draw within the Thank God
0: yeah no that's a, that's just letting you know that there's that nonsense you can do, but in general, they're just just generally really good, solid minions that can be summoned by toshi's toshiro, so yeah, defensive spear lads with a two inch reach, which isn't that common in the game anymore mm-hmm. okay uh last last minion last minion is another ten
1: thunders minion, um, so these are Komainu uh so the the little background stuff for them is like the the three kingdoms steamfitters there's actually i can't remember what story it's in but they mentioned like instead of using soul stones they use the spirits of ancestors to power their machines Yikes. um <laughs> that's a good idea um yeah yeah huh and uh Kamanu are the guardians of important buildings uh similar to the way they're actually used in uh in the real world, only made of stone and probably not holding the soul of someone's grandfather. <laughs> not, I can't say for certain, give it I can it only up, say give probably. Give it back!
3: Grandpa! <laughs> uh,
1: okay. But just in case you needed another model with Take the Hit and Armor, they have Take the Hit and Armor! <laughs> uh, oh, they also goodness. have... They also have the fun ability to pounce on people's chests, to deal out some injured, and they have the same benefits as the Gokudo do, uh, giving them the plus two move and plus lips when they have a reliquary upgrade attached. They're they're good, they're good boys.
0: Good metal doggo boys with your grandpa's soul. <laughs> okay. Um, we are returning. Um from Those uh, don't know, this recording takes a long time, so we broke after doing Yan Lo, and so we're picking things back up. Sadly, Victoria's not with us this time, but we're mostly done with the faction, so we will continue on with the last keyword, and then talk about some versatiles. Joe, you ready? I'm extremely ready. Gotta sound so excited. Last keyword is... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just got done with an RPG session, so we're a little, maybe a little, a little on the tired side, but... We're excited in our hearts. <laughs> last keyword is the tormented keyword. Uh, Resurrectionist borrowed Jackdaw from the Outcast in 3rd edition. He's pretty fitting. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Honestly, he fit more in with the Resurrectionist style than Terra did. <laughs> I, I mean, Terra was mostly just like, I'm a mercenary, it just happened to be undead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still have a very cool Taro crew that I'll never do anything with, but it's it's nice to have those, like, really old
0: Nightmare Edition models. Yeah. Oh, the Nightmare was really good. Back when Nightmare was just like a different form of the same models. But anyways, Jack Daw, Jackie Jack Daw is pretty much a spirit. The boogeyman, one of the many boogeymen in Malifaux. (laughs) His whole thing is injustice, I guess. Injustice that happened to him, injustice that happened to other people. And uh, it seems to be powering his magical voodoo. And he just wanders around Malifaux and destroying towns and stuff. His story, and I don't know if this was... No, this was from one of the Through the Breach Penny Dreadfuls. But he was just like a lowlife thief. that uh, Back in the first Breach opening. That when Zoraida wanted to close the Breach, she just used his uh, recently hanged body... Uh, into some sort of weird, horrific ritual to close the breach, but uh, that didn't kill him, and that seems to just have give him some weird, really awful powers. And now he just you know, messes with people. He's screwing right now. He's screwing around with uh, with Kirai, yay, <laughs> ruining her her chances at uh, a living boyfriend. And now he has the soul of a poet. <laughs> oh no, he was also messing. uh he's also well. To be fair, Zip was trying to steal his house. He <laughs> shows up in two stories. It's surprising. Yeah, Zip apparently tried to steal his house, and he wasn't having none of that. And he just happened to kill a bunch of guild guardsmen and some bandits. Good stuff. Good stuff. So more of a force of nature than in sort of anything anyone can like tell to go do shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But the crew has a very distinct style to the models. Uh, they're very cool looking. Very unique. Jackdaw being a man with a bag over his head and a noose around his neck, sort of floating in the air, and his henchman is a very is a very tall monstrous lad holding a noose very threateningly. Guilty. The guilty are very very iconic. But uh, anything else in the fluff? Uh yeah. He's he's kind
1: of been like I I would say the the m- mascot of Malafoe Like he's been on the cover of a couple books. Uh, yes. And. And yeah, he's he's always kind of been present. Only in second edition, he became a master. But before, he was just kind of, I think he was a mercenary. Yeah, you could take him as a mercenary because oh, I was I was a dick and took him into Karai. Um, <laughs> just terrible stories of me playing first edition. But yeah, he's he's interesting. I like his theme a lot because I'm a huge literature nerd, and there's many references that I will talk a little bit about as as we get into some
0: stuff. Ooh yeah, I mean I only know about Monty, but. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the fluff. How does he play, then? So, the way I I always like
1: to think about playing Jack is... You essentially build a crew to present so many terrible options for your opponent to deal with. Like, are they going to discard cards for Execute? Are they going to take some damage to remove upgrades? He basically fucks with your opponent to such an extent that they have to deal with him, and target priority becomes a massive issue. There's a large amount of terrifying in the crew, which, mm-hmm. if you're playing in rezzers, you can enhance. Hmm. <laughs> just just for fun things he has a very fun mechanic with his undying in that he can discard cards to reduce damage to one irreducible damage and um, whenever the crew draws cards he heals so you're giving your opponent all these different decision options that you're trying to make as terrible as possible while allowing you to focus on your own decision points how to draw cards, how to heal Jack. Uh, he also hands out a lot of staggered and a lot of his crew has either movement resist attacks or a lot of simple movement duels just to completely fuck everyone over. And then you hand out upgrades that make everything even worse for them. Ugh. Yes, multiple, multiple <laughs> upgrades. In fact, it's <laughs> so many upgrades. And if they take if they choose to
0: take upgrades, you can make them suffer for that. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, he's I've, I've I've had him played against me a bunch and he does seem fun, although very frustrating to play against that Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how I guess is, is he like, is he a hitter? What's he what's he doing personally?
1: Yeah, a lot of his stuff is mostly focused on model removal. He has some movement tricks that aren't immediately obvious, and actually use his own crew in some interesting ways. Uh, there's also a couple of obey op- obey like options if you're if you want to play around with that. But his 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 big focus is killing as many things as possible and making it very difficult to hit back.
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to his totem, Lady Ligaya. Lady Lagaya is... Pretty much her big thing is that she has an aura. A six-inch aura that says you have to discard a card to cheat Faith. Which against a Jack Crew, which is putting you up against just a lot of terrifying. And, you know, you just needing to be able to survive. Uh, That's painful. That's really (laughs) painful. Same thing, card draw has a ranged attack, I guess, that can stagger. But yeah, I think it's mostly you're bringing her for that Betrayal aura.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She she's hanging around as much as she can, and just making making people suffer. It's it's the Jackdaw way. <sighs> Lady Laguerre is actually a sort of a character in a Edgar Allan Poe short story. It's it's essentially about this beautiful woman who is dead and uh, living in a in a in a terrible place, and it's like an unnamed narr- narrator, and everything's terrible. There's like. A lot of stuff about anxiety and using opium to deal with dread. It's, it's very fun as, as all of his stuff is. Oh goodness.
0: We can move on to another literary reference. The the henchman, if you will, Joe. Yeah. So uh, Montresor is the, is
1: the villain. In the cask of Marciato, uh where he's a huge dick and lures his friend with the promise of cool wine and then very slowly, over the course of several hours, bricks him into a wine cellar because he was insulted once. Um, Edgar Allan Poe's a weird dude. Good guy. Uh, yeah. In, in uh, Malifaux lore, he's actually, uh, he was uh, Jack Door's executioner and is kind of cursed to watch him do all of his crazy bullshit forever. Uh, so, in-game, Montresor is one of two target models that Jack has access to. The main thing is, like, handing out so much staggered and then making your opponent pay for deigning to have staggered on them. as a big ol' mm. aura... Of hanging ropes that makes you take damage you uh, also can stop people from taking staggered away it's it's terrible it's terrible to be near him and um, yeah uh, he he's also one of the sources of obey for
0: uh, friendly tormented yeah and he's quite difficult to kill <laughs> almost frustratingly so 10 wounds 6 defense and demise eternal with hard to wound and terrifying brutal
1: yeah he's He's a he's a pain to deal with, and you don't want to be near him while you're deal dealing with him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next up, we already covered this model before, Jakuno Bue. Same thing here, although there's a bit more of a bubble aspect with a Jackdaw crew, which I think is more enticing to bring Jakuno with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's she's bringing up a, a hazardous aura with a little bit of uh, movement tricks on your enemy's part. So. Another fifty fifth Is Monty on a 50 or a 40? Uh, Monty's on a 50. Okay, so another 50 millimeter model you can bring.
1: <laughs> another 50 millimeter model with a big ol' aura, and her healing trigger on her attack is very useful in a Jackdaw crew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Al- almost as, but, like, Jack has, like, a much lower wound, wound pool. So that's that's always fun to bring Yeah, but in. it's
0: one of the few ways you can heal him more than one. Yeah. Okay, um, minions now. Hold on, yes. minions.
1: So the guilty are very fun models to put together. Like they look aesthetically very weird and kind of really <laughs> pull into the the interesting look of of Jack's Jack's crew. As as their name implies, they are souls driven insane by Jack's judgment, crushed by the guilt of their sins in life. And these are your minions. <laughs> they are. They don't do all too much by themselves. Like they are, they are significant models that can move around the board. They're relatively hard to kill with the uh, with the heart wound. They can do some damage and throw out some staggered. What I find so deeply interesting about them is uh, how the crew interacts around them. Mm-hmm. They have an ability called uh, "Guilty as Charged," which means that your crew can treat them as enemy for effects and triggers. So uh, this is where some of the movement shenanigans come in, where you get things like Hanged, which we'll talk about in a bit, that can uh, place in base contact with enemies. You can essentially use Guilty to extend the reach of other models. And there's a couple like little interesting interactions with that that make them really, really interesting pieces to bring. Like they don't do a lot, but they really enhance the crew. And if your opponent kills them because you're getting so much benefit out of them, uh, they get an upgrade that makes your hand size bigger. And if that model with the upgrade dies, you get another guilty.
0: It's fun. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're notorious models, but oh, mm. goodness, they're so gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Next up is the Dead Outlaw, a model Jack shares with Parker Barrows. Uh, I think Jack gets a little bit more out of them than Parker does, though. A decent ranged piece and a crew that doesn't have a whole ton of ranged. But also a, I guess, more interesting thing is that it's got no bay. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird on, like, a 6 soul stone cost <laughs> minion. But yeah, it's got no bay. Does stat six obey? They have to be near a ski marker, though. So I guess that's it's a bit restrictive. But it can also hand out fast, which is which is good. Real good in, in, in certain situations. <laughs> Fluff-wise, these are outlaws that died but because they were just so darn greedy they they just came back as zombies. Cause they're they're greedy. Very greedy. <laughs> ah jeez. Okay. Yeah, that's the small fluff on the dead outlaws. Let's, let's, let's keep rolling, let's keep rolling. Uh, we we covered these guys.
1: Yeah, the the drowned, they have a little bit less utility because they can't be uh summoned in and have a stunned trigger built in, but it's another source of It's another source of staggered and also of hazardous terrain. uh, If you're playing around with uh, Jakuna and just making everything terrible. So nothing really new to add, but they just make things more terrible. (laughs) Oh goodness.
0: (laughs) Okay. Next up are the Crooked, Crooked Men, Crooked Man. The model is singular as Crooked Man, but I'm assuming you would refer to them as Crooked Men. Uh, Yeah. As far as I can tell, they are just undead miners because mining tools. And, oh, goody. Shaft in. That's, that's great. Models <laughs> within line of sight that suffer for damage from hazardous. Gain staggered! Hooray! Jackdaw <laughs> likes staggered, right? He's uh, kind of a fan. <laughs> uh, ignore severe and hazardous themselves. Bring in the mining tools attack, which is, you know, 2-3-4, which is okay, but ignores defensive triggers. Well, I guess, yeah, resistance, defensive triggers as well. And I didn't even know they had a, they had a ranged attack with blasts on it yeah goodness is that is yeah. that even better than the yeah it looks like that's better than the mining tools just mm-hmm. outright gives uh staggered as well
1: yeah yeah something interesting that is kind of like uh keyed into with the crookman having it like built on their card is the like ignoring resistance triggers um I mentioned earlier that a lot of there's a lot of move resists which gets around a lot of other defensive triggers mm-hmm. just
0: <laughs> just to make you really suffer <laughs> Oh yeah and they can generate even more. <laughs> Even more hazardous. Yep. Oh my God! There's a lot of hazardous in this crew. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, yeah, that was quick. What's what's our last mini here? Uh, the big scary boys themselves. Yes. So
1: we have the eight-cost hanged. Uh, who are spirits that were hanged? That's the fluff. These guys have a lot going on. They have a really high terrifying ceiling. Which, if you want to instead of 12, it could be 13. I don't know actually how effective that is, but it's very fun to say. Ikeporial, they're pretty tough and they have Attuned so they can use Soulstones. A lot of times I will- Yeah. A lot of times I will use them for getting specific triggers because Jack is doing a lot to stand around your opponent's crew, which doesn't often lead to uh, too much scheme marker dropping. But the Hanged do have uh, drought secrets, and sometimes it becomes necessary to use the stones to get that suit in, to uh, drop out some ski markers in and around some people. They also are another source of a dangerous upgrade for your people to have (laughs) that lets you push them around. Yeah, and in case that wasn't enough, they they can put out an aura that reduces healing. (laughs) Just in,
0: Uh... in a... Pretty solid bubble.
1: They're fun. They're all fun. Yes.
0: So, Jackdaw, Tormented Crew, just just a bubble of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun to be had. I mean, it's the Tormented keyword, so you're just tormenting your opponent. Yeah. It's on brand. They clearly did something wrong in their life. Jackdaw's
1: just here to <laughs> uh,
0: punish them for it. Yeah, he doesn't really need much of a, a reason to uh, judge people. Yeah. It seems. Okay, ah, uh, that's all eight keywords. Hooray! Yay! Now we'll get into the versatiles. Just to chat about those guys real quick. First up is the Grave Golem, which is a giant mud monster with uh, some some tombstones and corpses sticking out of him. <laughs> really gross looking dude. But he's a he's a pretty straightforward beater. He can regenerate, and hard to wound like literally everyone else in the faction has. Um, <laughs> three, four, six damage track that sort of stuff. His super interesting thing though is that. He buries when he dies, so he doesn't actually die-die. He mm. heals four, and then he comes back on the board next to, uh, activation next to a corpse marker. So, if there's no corpse marker for him to pop up next to, then he dies. But can be really frustrating to, uh, to kill in certain situations.
1: Yeah, if only he was in a faction that has readily available corpse markers.
0: Yeah, like, if they had one or two, uh, like, <laughs> models... Ever focused around dropping corpse markers, it'd be useful. You mostly have to just rely and on your opponent. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just gonna be make, you can just make it rain corpse markers. It's not that it's not that difficult to do. Alright, <laughs> that's the grave golem. Tell about the um oh jeez, the one model that I see way too much in this faction.
1: Hey, it's it's the Dead Rider. Nearly in every crew that I've ever played against when I play a uh He's very good. He's he's our rider. Uh, There's a little bit like in in his fluff bub that like talks about how he's going after like soul stones for some unknown purpose, which kind of works with a couple of his uh, triggers on his ultimate. But yeah, it's it's a rider. He's decent move. He's unimpeded. He's got the chasing fake crows. So gets a crow at the start of every turn and then can use that for profit. Decent damage track on the scythe. It's Uh, Main thing is that it has a sort of positional trigger where you can push to and then follow up just to move things in and out of position. And then his his ultimate, which is kind of the big thing, gives everything within six point of damage and injured. And then the triggers get ridiculous in (laughs) just dealing damage to things. And if it kills anything, you get a soul stone. He makes an attack against everything within six or every corpse marker within six becomes a
0: mindless zombie that then gets to activate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Well, we just mentioned mindless zombies, let's cover those things. They're, yeah. they're they're zombies. They they're mindless. Um they're just cheap summons that a lot of things in this faction can bring onto the board. But, obviously, because of that, they don't really do a whole ton. They can't really take a hit. They can sort of bite. I think they're mostly just, like, speed bumps and for harassing your opponent. I think another model which we will eventually get to can make them a lot better, though. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yep, mindless zombies. Your typical um, zombies. The zombie, the faction is kind of, like, built around the concept of zombie. Yeah, another thing to say
1: for the mindless zombies is that they can count as corpse markers. Uh, for a bunch of different abilities, uh, uh, yes. and with them being able to take actions, they can walk and be in places you want them.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so lots of things can use them as well. Like the Grave Golem we just talked about here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways, let's, let's move on to something that's a little bit easier to talk about.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Grave Diggers. For Six Stones, you get a person who digs up corpses and sells them to Resurrectionists, and... I guess the best way to talk about them is they make corpses and then they if they survive until the end of the game, they let you use those corpse markers for profit, uh, making them scheme markers. And they can also do a bit of healing and they have that blasphemous ritual, which we've seen a bit before, that pulses out a bunch of focused for eating a corpse marker. Yeah, these are your guys that you're just going to walk around the board, do things until the end of the game, just making a bunch of corpse markers. For profit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about the Grave Golem like, popping up around corpse markers. Well, we got a cheaper version of that. And these are the Bone Piles, <laughs> which is uh, multiple skeletons fused together in a very difficult-to-assemble model. <laughs> but yes, they, they can pop up uh, from a corpse marker on the board. Um, this time, though, that they don't have to wait till they die. They can just take an action to bury themselves and a decent, decent ranged attack. Again, I feel like I need to bring it up every time there's a ranged attack in this faction, but it's not mm-hmm. that common of a thing. But uh, a, a decent harassment piece and can actually heal other friendly mo- uh, friendly models. Yeah. Yep, and and remove conditions. Oh, yes, both of those things. So, yeah, a decent bit of utility. Bone pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bone well piles.
1: Next up we have... I'm going to do... Mortimer X, just because we're we're on a corpse marker kick uh, this okay. used to be Nicodem's right hand man, Nicodem very dead now, <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts, uh, is kind of you know, he's he's going about Malifaux finding himself and he's essentially a very similar to what a grave digger does he can actually summon mindless zombies instead of just pulling up corpse markers and he also has uh, the very fun Decay which is damage with blasts and some injured and yeah he's got he's got some defensive tech he's manipulative hard to kill and regen one so he's he's gonna stick around a bit more than a regular gravedigger he is uh, two extra cost though so factor that in at at your leisure
0: next up is asura roten I, I don't want to say the other word because I feel like that's what everyone calls it and it's not gonna be that there's only one T. Azura Roten Roten Roten. The uh, the mayor of of Rotenbark, a hey. uh, establishment out in the quarantine zone. But uh, her shtick is mindless zombies. Hey, this is the model we were talking about before. Mindless zombies. I think within line of yeah within line of sight, ignore the insignificant ability. So all of a sudden, these mindless zombies are able to put down uh, ski markers or score for things like uh, evidence or. Uh, symbols of authority, and she can summon them off of a board edge, which is mm-hmm. pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, especially for something like with with uh, symbols where people are usually putting symbols like near the board edge to keep them away from your opponent.
1: <laughs> she's she's very cool in that she takes almost like a sort of useless resource and adds a new dynamic to it. She is, I will say she's like pretty resource intensive, but the absolute joy you can generate by uh creating just a crappy mindless zombie and then having its score points is just beautiful
0: (laughs) (laughs) next uh, next up the effigy
1: yeah next up is your little puppet boy he's he's basically a core support model he he was undead and that's that's his, like, main, what, what he's usually going to be used for. He does have some, like, very interesting play if you want to use it to target an enemy models. Like, he can throw out some injured and a little bit of damage. And if you just want him to stand around in danger, he can also deny people preventing with soul stones and healing just if he's up in the mix. He's a very fun utility piece that has, like, some nasty abilities if <laughs> he goes a bit unremarked upon.
0: Okay, next up is the bigger version of the the effigy, the Carrion Emissary, a large bird, um, with a bunch of nice surgical instruments that I'm sure he keeps clean. <laughs> uh, I see the Emissary a lot. I think he's a pretty useful utility model in Rezzers. Uh, decently difficult to bring down the 6-6. Defensive track, terrifying, hard to kill, all that fun stuff. He's got a lovely ability called Flesh Crawls, it says, friendly undead, then six, game plus one move when they activate, and that does stack with the research assistant, which seems fair. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing along decent attacks, ranged attack, putting out injured and blasts. But two things I think that are really exciting about it is that the ex- exhumation tactical action It puts out two 50mm height to blocking destructible, impassable coffin markers within six inches of the board. So you can really, like, bottleneck or just cut off parts of the board with that much with two 50mm markers. Uh, Which is really, really useful in a tactic sense. But if you want, you can instead summon a mindless zombie next to one of those markers and remove it. Hey, look, a mindless zombie. Awesome. Even more (laughs) gumming up your opponent. This time with, with a flesh instead of a coffin. And if those aren't what you want to do, you can put up the aura of decay, which says you cannot heal or use soul stones (laughs) within three inches of the bird. I use soul stones to reduce damage. Sorry, but still really, really useful.
1: Yeah, he's he's very like in in the crews where he's useful, he's extremely useful. Uh, There are some crews that don't really need to use him. But when when you need his specific toolkit, you will take him for his specific toolkit. Like, giving, giving Seamus more places to pop up from. More corpses forever. Yes. It's
0: it's all fun. <laughs> I mean, more also more corpses for Seamus. Just explode a zombie.
1: Also true, yeah, you can uh, pop the exhumation markers up uh, on the table half, teleport Seamus over and get all the benefits with the other zombie. Yay. It's a lot of fun stuff.
0: Okay, why don't you wrap us up? Last versatile model, the sloth.
1: Sloth. So this is the uh, resurrectionist member of the Crossroads Seven. He is the base player who just really likes napping. His particular sin deals with uh healing and transferring healing your opponent does onto your own models. But if your opponent's not healing all that much, he can hand out fast to undead models. He can give slow to not undead models. <gasps> <laughs> And he has a little bit of like within his package. He has like a little bit of healing and self healing. So, yeah, you useful. It just like sort of a force multiplier more more than anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Some really good support in the resurrectionist faction. Yeah, I'm noticing. Yeah, I I I really like
1: how I really like how the reserversitiles work. In that it's not like. This is a thing that I need for every situation. It's if I'm dealing with quartz markers, I have a few things I can use. If my crew doesn't have any healing or condition removal, I have access to all of that. If I just need things to be fast, I have access to
0: that. And then Dead Rider being everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, yeah. Dead Rider. That means it's a good model. Why not bring it? Okay. So that is the entirety of the Resurrections faction. And we got it done in pretty quick time. Hooray. Yay. Yeah, Joe's Joe knows how to be concise. Good job, Joe. <laughs>
1: I know how to be passionate about things and talk about those things. So I'm I hope that came across and join the resurrectionist side.
0: We have so many corpses and such <laughs> we have so many corpses please <laughs> take them off our hands uh, yep yeah, so I hope we did a decent job of selling this faction to you or at the very least uh, made you fear them and hope you uh, best of luck in trying to f- defeat Resurrectionists in your next game but I'm Doug and this is Joe we are go ahead and sign off say goodbye Joe
1: goodbye Joe yes yes exactly I what I was to. hoping
0: you'd do <laughs> and thank you thank you listener for giving us the time of day. So you can have a good one yourself and uh as I always say fun is always king. Insert exit
1: music.
0: Five crunch shuffle. <laughs> songs used in this production are villainous treachery and five card shuffle all music is created by kevin mcleod and is licensed under creative commons